and welcome to episode 440 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where a small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. <laughs> and everyone's favourite secret Santa, Mr. Tony Esmond. Oh, I'll be your secret Santa. Have you ever dressed up as Santa, Tony? Uh, no, I dressed up as a pencil once. It didn't go down well. What What <laughs> were you, HB? Pencils. Pencils aren't traditionally Christmas themed, are they? No. Funny. I suppose not. No. No, I've never dressed up as Santa. Would you like me to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen Santa Claus porn. And joining us this week, we have a guest. Um, I was about to say someone else who would like to see Tony dress as Santa. We all would. Listeners, of course we would. Yeah. Um, but we have uh, a special guest who's kind of become the fifth Beatle to the show in his yeah. own unique way. Um, uh, anyone who's um, been listening to the show and wanted to check out some of the stuff we recommend, I've noticed there's a there's an awesome, pardon the pun, page for the ACP recommends. Um, done. It's got nothing to do with us. It's all the brilliant hard work of this week's guest, Mr. Yeah. Craig Shields. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hello, thank you very much. You're right, Craig. I think Hello. we've we've got to say thank you. Yeah, um, yes, thank for, you for, man. St- for starting to do it. It just came out of nowhere, and we were fantastic. Like, you know, it's amazing. It's it's like a one stop reference. You know, all the all the links people we use it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> just, to, rem- just to remember. Just to remember. Yeah, what did we yeah, talk yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> going through my books of the year is going to be so much easier using. Oh that. yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm glad. Yeah, yes. oh, mate. No, yeah, it's, it, stuff. it's a it's a vital resource because th- this show, of course, you know, and, and amongst all the the nonsense that we talk, and sometimes some highly valuable information that you comic creators hopefully get. Um, we want to recommend stuff to, and like you know people to discover books that they maybe don't know about and like having a place that's just people used a, to ask all the time what was that sci-fi book you recommended mm, three months ago and you're like yeah. fucked if I know yeah 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 so um I mean you, Craig's with us for the whole show but we're just yeah. gonna we're gonna you know give him a few questions before we kick into this week's um, topic of which it's going to be oh so juicy this this week <laughs> what's the click what's the clickbait title for this week you done again. Uh, <laughs> Um, I have no. I'm not going to say that now. I'm not going to say that. Okay. The okay. Okay. Now. Okay. No. But but uh, if you listen to this show because of the title, sorry, I duped you again. Got you. Hey. <laughs> um, what was the last week about? We hate our rivals. Uh, we will kill them. I mean, I think it? yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I think comics are dying. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's particular. Um, Next partic- week, comics gate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as no. always, if if you listen to this show because of the title, expecting to hear um, people probably say some things that are off colour and just horrible about things. You're at the right place. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll do a bit of that. No, um, but we're going to um, talk about some tropes and some stories in comics that um, maybe styles we... of stories, isn't it? Styles yeah. of stories that are kind of. Been overplayed. We don't need to see any more of. We we hmm. we will explain this properly when we get to that. My mind's very much for is just because I'm sick of it. Yes. Do you see yes. what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is the only way you can relate to it, isn't it? And yeah. certainly, um, Craig's on board to talk with us about that. And we, as always, put the shout out to our lovely community who came along in their droves to talk about um, certain stories or narratives that they don't like or they're kind of done with. So we will, of course, be talking through those and having. Probably a surprisingly um, in-depth discussion about it. Yeah. But but as always, it's our opinions. So 
Yeah. You know, They're got... right. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it does feel oh so right to have Craig with us this yeah. week. Um, so, and this is the first time that we've actually. We've already of... spoke to you, isn't it, Craig? I think we've never met you at a con, have we? No, no, I think no. no. Just a couple of tracks on Slack, and that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, in order, I mean, you jumped on board. You, you just took the initiative just to do do this yourself. Um, what inspired you to do that? Or what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> My memory is what's wrong with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. never yeah. ever remember anything. Uh, so I was looking for a project at the time, and I thought, why not? If it, if uh, others can find it useful, then yeah, win. Because web websites and cyber and stuff like that's your 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 day job, is it? I'm guessing, Craig. Or uh, so I work for finance and subscription software company. Right. Um, I work in product management, so I don't do this as a like everyday day job. I just do it on the side. I get you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cool. Sort of interested, yeah. What's yeah. um what's your background in comics, dude? Have you have you always read them, or is it a more recent hobby, or where did you start? You know. So I think I always used to um, read them growing up, but it was never a big a big thing. Just if there was one in the local shop, I'd pick up a copy of Turtles, or if you remember Mass. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I know Donald, but no Mask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, and so yeah, Spider-Man, obviously X-Men. But never, it was never really a thing. Just used to read them and chuck them. Yeah. Um, I, it was only about, well, it was probably about 15 years ago. Uh, I got a job and there was a guy there who just was always reading comics and graphic novels. And we just got to talking and he kind of got me back into it, really. Started what showing what me were the titles movie. that got you back in, dude? Do you remember? Um, Preacher. I think Good. Yeah. Me. So I got the entire run of that pretty early on and just went straight through them. That was the main one. Um, I did try some superhero comics. Um, I just found them so I didn't know where to jump on. Yeah, not, yeah, you know. that is an issue. Yeah, so, I, did, I did. I did buy a few, and I, I still buy a few now, but only if they're like one-off one shots. Okay. Yeah. I don't tend to follow. Mm. Well, I think that's going to come up in a bit, isn't it? As yeah, possible. yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. 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 A couple no, of people sure. said I that, think, didn't they? Yeah, I think a couple have raised that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, just like <clears throat> I don't really know if I have a specific type, really. Okay. Wonder, wonder, and find something, or I like asking people, well, for recommendations when I'm in yeah. Forbidden Planet. Or that's a good shout because, like, I've done that off here. Got off of like uh, Tony and Vince, and then people who say, "Check this out," and that's how you found some really great comics. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah, it was a bit contentious, but like Rob Liefeld was tweeting during the week, and Mark Miller responded to him <laughs> about saying they went into a comic shop and they couldn't find anything to buy. And it's like I put that down to more of like not they them not knowing what to go for because they haven't been to one for a while. Because there's plenty of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think that it it may be that there's such a breadth of this. There's more comics comics seemingly coming out now than ever before, aren't there? Mm, yeah. Um, but there's it's trying to find. You know the good ones. Sometimes you kind of yeah. got to go in prior. You know, sort of already armed with what you want. Sometimes in a comic shop, if you stood there and just stared at the shelves, it is a sort of colourful confusion, isn't it? You know, sometimes yeah. it's the same way as going into like a, a bookshop, and you're just yeah. like, if you're literally down to ju judging the books on the covers, you're kind of you're fucked, didn't you? You're like, yeah, 
what have you got to, as a kind of a fair weather guide to say what's good, what you'll enjoy and what you won't? I've just got this image of Rob Liefeld going in the shop and getting a little bit confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and there's also like people will walk into a comic book shop and comics have a certain reputa- reputation or a certain image that people have in their heads about the, the genre and the medium in, itself. So you think comics are a, a certain way and they just they, they're, un, they're unaware that something like In Waves is like you know sat on the shelf yeah. and, and will completely change the way they they think about you know there is that's the beautiful thing about comics there's so many different comics for everyone it's not and i think it's so, a fucking medium isn't exactly it? it's, there's everything there isn't yeah. there exactly know? which has been one of the, the difficult things like when you when you say to we've all had this i think lots of listeners any comics fans whenever they've had a person that they could they could truly love this person in their life but as soon as you say uh, say to them, oh, I, I like reading comics, they give you. A, they try to talk to you like they they're interested in understand. But you just you you literally see something switch off in their brain, like yeah, they don't know anything about it. Like, <laughs> and you're like, all oh, right, okay, okay, I'm not going to talk to you all about it because you wouldn't understand. But um... <laughs> yeah, for sure, don't just go to it's the the superheroes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're listening to this show, then there's a good chance you do know what we're talking about, or yeah, or there's probably loads of comics you uh, you're going to recommend to us further down the road, like when we see you and stuff. And we're always open to recommendations. It's why we've got a recommendation section in this show, yeah. Um, so people discover discover some cool stuff. And we will, of course, have plenty there and then. Loads of cool stuff for you to check out. But this is such a good topic, and like I say, we've got quite a f- few sort of uh comments and and listener sort of mentions to get through feedback i tell you what i would say if you asked these question this same question five years ago you'd get almost exactly the same answers mm. yeah okay interesting yeah. yeah and um so basically the topic this week that we wanted to talk about it is what um sort of tropes what what sort of narrative tropes and what storylines as such are you quite happy just you know you, you you don't you're not a fan of you don't want to see yeah. it see give anymore. it a break mate yeah you know I mean? <laughs> yes so yeah, i say it a certain way but dan says it the way that we all feel about it <laughs> well i've written uh, my title as what comic trope do you wish would f- just fuck off i think that's the way dan <laughs> there, put it there's yeah. that as well i did put, yeah. um, I did put the question like that <laughs> yeah um and like certainly when we've we've thought about topics um for this show before we there's been i know one i had on my list what what for instance what big characters do you wish would go away but when this one came up this is so much a better um question to talk about rather than characters because everyone talks about the things that you know the characters they don't like or they're sick of blah 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 whereas this is interesting because it crosses the board yes a lot of them um are probably within the big two publisher marvel and dc a lot of these things if you're reading these on the regs but from a story perspective it's interesting to see what other ones could potentially filter through to the small press scene or the independent scene um for instance you know you don't just get time travel in the big two comics um but there's probably people out there going if it's time travel i don't want to read it yeah And, and that's that is everything is completely valid Every every response we've had, and certainly our our own opinions are completely valid because it's just it's the flavour of ice cream you like, you know. Um, but are there are there storylines that you've that as soon as you've you've seen it, it it will completely switch you off, or maybe if if you like Tony and you're going to read everything anyway, 
you'll you'll finish the book and go, well, I don't need to read that ever again. You know, I don't need I've to read to that. Say, on yeah. the, the subject of, of time travel, maybe I'm pitching in for kind of readers or anyone who said that, but like if you if I'm reading or watching a film like uh, Back to the Future where time travel is integral to the story, is all about time travel, that's fine. It's when it's kind of introduced as like a Deus Ex machina at like two thirds away through the story. So yeah. oh, we're going to go back in time and change it so we win it's like can you not do that that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a gap clause yes exactly yeah, completely. Yeah, totally. completely or um in another way of putting it sometimes lazy story telling oh, yeah totally. lazy lazy's definitely coming out with my mind yeah. too now yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah although i do wish i could time travel back <laughs> well yeah yeah to when i had hair no um, but if you're writing the story you're writing a story beforehand and you write yourself into a corner. Surely you recognise you've written yourself into a corner and then don't do that. Change the script. Yeah, yeah. I guess whether it's people who are writing it as it was going along, you know, maybe. It's got to be yeah. real lack of imagination if you can't get out of it. The only thing you get out of it is time travel, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. That's I can't think of any off-the-top-of-my-head examples, though. When they've gone back and time what, what, in time travel, just out of the blue, they've used time travel to, like, fucking change in, everything back. Um, I mean, in, in comics... Um, I can't necessarily. I mean, in other media, <coughs> Endgame. <coughs> what? So, oh yeah. 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 <coughs> uh, um, but we're not. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about comics. So, shall we start with ours, or shall we get a listener? Let's get a listener one. Go on, that'll warm us up. I think. Okay, Dan, yeah, okay. the, Dan, the MC, the, the man, the man with the most, and the person who very, uh, on, very kindly collated. <laughs> Go straight oh, yes. from the top, all working way down. We've got yeah. uh, David Miloski from yeah. AP2HYC, a uh, place to hang your cape. Uh, Non-Marvel show, DC superhero universes where all the heroes are just thinly veiled versions of popular characters. Come up with your own power sets. I uh, I think that can be used as a shorthand to kind of talk about and explore character stuff. You know what I mean? Like Homelander is... The evil Superman, and you can. It's a satire, and and the same yes. with. I, I don't know whether I necessarily agree with that because martial law does it well, like the boys does it well, the authority did it well. But I think as you if know. you you try and do it absolutely straight and just like oh, yeah, if you did it just straight, then it don't work. Yeah. It's, it's clearly just fucking not even an homage, is it? It's just but a lift. To be but fair, I, think, I see a lot of small yeah. press are just like I'm going to make a character. I showed one to you guys every week. So I want to make a character mm. that crosses over Spawn, the Crow, Ghost Rider, and the Punisher. <laughs> I thought, oh, this is going to be a good one. Did you see the one? I, did you see the one I put on the Slack earlier? Yes, Jesus Christ, that cover. <laughs> that is say uh, it. This is it. I don't think you saw it, Vince. Done it. Did you see it, Craig? Uh, no, I don't think so. There's no. a, there's an there's an, you know these adverts you get on Instagram. I don't understand how that works, but they send you these adverts. And this was an advert for a comic, and it said these are separate screens. So the two words I read are each separate. You have to sort of scroll across. It's Buffy meets Firefly on Mars with trains. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Who the fuck do they think that's going to interest? Yeah, we send it over. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> I was, I was I'm on the fence. So you said, yeah. you said trains, and I was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there are. I mean, Invincible. That's um. That plays is... with the Superman trope again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. It plays with the tropes. It plays with the tropes, but um, yeah, I think sometimes you get it with a with a lot of um, sort of smaller press versions, aren't they? They they totally. seem, yeah. they, see, they seem like very much everyone wants to do their Batman, but they'll never 
be given the Batman keys. Yeah. So here is their Batman. Um, so I yeah I I mean I totally see where that's coming from, and I think I think that's that will always be a thing. Um, and unfortunately, there there could be some really great characters that we're not discovering mainly because it comes across as something like this. Yeah. Um, you just sort of like, oh no, I don't want to see that. That's. I think sport, it, almost that's in small press, press, sometimes if it's not done well, this just the superhero can be seen as a cliche being yeah. repeated. You yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. It has to do something else, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Would you say that um, that even like DC do it themselves? It's saying like non DC and Marvel characters are thinly veiled, but DC surely do it to their own characters as well, right? Yeah, they do because they've got that. Um, you know, there's about eighty four Batman at the moment, yeah. there, and you know, four Supermen and but, stuff like that. Mm, Some point, yeah. like, can you not? Yeah, let's not do this. It's we got like Marvel when they introduced the Sentry, which is essentially like Superman. I was, I've never really taken to that character. I don't think I've read a lot of him to be honest. But yeah. The Miracle Man uh, stuff just should not be in a main universe either, because mm. that oh, was a no. satire on, yeah. on a on an already existing character. But there was a satire on superheroing, wasn't it? After that, well, I think maybe stuff that did... as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. It's a shame that we lost Vertigo because I think that was the space yeah. to do it. Yeah, you know, to twist it a bit. And some of those characters, like the Sentry, and you know, they're they're old characters that you know, never mind their stories within the comics. You look to the publisher, and, and they are literally two companies going. Right, we need our own Superman, create a Superman. We need mm. we we need our own Spider Man, create someone like that. Do you know what I mean? They were still competitive companies trying to outdo one another and have their own versions of things as well. So so even if we love some of these characters, sometimes the origin of why this character exists isn't as glorious as you think. It's all it in is. it's in the execution uh, yes. of this, I think. Yeah. I think of all the things <clears throat> I'm thinking of today, that is definitely something that is good or bad in the execution of it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you was an editor in a in a comic company and a writer came up and said like this is my pitch and he pitched a kind of knockoff Spider-Man thing, how would you sort of how would you handle that situation? What do you say to them to uh, say you got to kind of rethink this? It would it would definitely depend on what the what the twist he had on it. Okay. You know. Mm. Um, but he's uh, a real spider. You know, it's like uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean the question you got to ask is how is this different from yeah. Spider-Man? How is this good and how is it yeah. different? Yeah. yeah. He's a spider. He gets bitten by a man, and then he has to <laughs> Have you ever been bitten he, by a man? He de- he develops like a man-sized cock and bollocks. This tiny <laughs> oh little spider. God, why did we immediately go this there? This spider in my ear. To <laughs> <laughs> see this huge cock and bollocks being dragged up a wall. He just he opens with this spider hanging down on a thread, just near this man's bum as he's sleeping. Oh, Tom McFarlane's going to do a variant cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's take it straight off the cliff immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but shall, shall we move on to our next one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andy W. Clift. Uh, he said the disabled characters being fixed or cured and therefore erasing disabilities and everyone being absolutely cool with that. Disabled people do not need fixing. It boils my blood. Yeah, we had this with him around Batgirl. Do you remember the new yes. 52 Batgirl? Yeah. We, we talked yeah. a lot with that. That's still one of my favourite episodes we did with him about disability yeah. comics. Yeah. And and, he, and it was super, like, really interesting to hear about him, you know, because he is a wheelchair user, isn't he? Mm, yeah. I think it sounds crazy yeah. mommy saying so. And so he knows where he's coming from yeah. around this yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I spoke to him briefly via Twitter about the whole Davros stuff, and he was really irritated by it. Yes. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be? He's literally doing what he said there. 
you're yeah. just getting rid of the character because you think oh because it's bad this like, people think it's bad as so well why are you militarizing on people that don't want for on the behalf of people yeah. that don't want this yeah, yeah. um uh, yeah. i mean yeah i mean i this is something that's obviously very close to my heart as well um and i'm absolutely i agree like 150 percent with andy on this anyway and like it's when these whole sort of like fixes as he puts it is just, is just needless and like when when they change things because of i mean like the dav just just briefly to talk about that again um my thought was why why don't we create a new positive like like a, like a front and center sort of disabled mm. figure you well know? they have now haven't they in the in the, in the but no one's talking about that yeah. well a little bit i think because she's she's um the, I... the scientific advisor from uh is now wheelchair user um but to, to me it's it's like but in the media there that's are good not, and bad people that, that's in not the bit i heard about you know because because oh, okay. like yeah. you know the vox pops that we hear you know and mm. i'm i'm not a you know i'm not in the doctor who's here you know i haven't been watching it so you know essentially yeah. what i heard was what's this kerfuffle about davros you mean I you hit... don't watch sunday brunch <laughs> <laughs> i love it but, girlfriend um <laughs> but I, I kind of think that to do justice to people who are wheelchair users you have good and bad and everything else mm. because that, they're that people like everyone else they're, they're, they're good and bad and you yeah. know yeah same with everybody you yeah know? yeah yeah i mean like the fact that they um take charles xavier in and out of a chair all the time really that fucking annoys me mm. um because there was i mean just in the very just the the general concept of that character that he's in a wheelchair but he's the most powerful man in the room wherever he goes you know what i mean that yeah. that that fucking speaks volumes to me yeah um you know and so, sometimes it's it's you know it, it's a tricky one but I, I yeah we don't like the barbara gordon thing i yeah don't get me started <laughs> yeah i'm like what? yeah they do yeah. really good work, and then they just walk it back. Yeah. And just for for what reason? And fuck knows. Right. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So the kind of the cure, not the cure for that, but maybe like talk to, talk to people about it who are yeah. kind of yeah, who've got an interest, invested get, interest in this. Get maybe... get edu- yeah, get educated and get advised yeah. on it, and then you yeah. know see what. I mean, it, you know, if you're thinking I can't write this, then talk to people who can, you yeah. know. Well, don't write the story. Don't write it then. Don't it's write a... the story. Yeah, yeah. Should we, um, uh, should should we move we on to the next? Have you got Have you got the document open, Craig? Have you? Yeah. yeah do you yeah. want to Do you want to choose one, mate? Yeah. 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 Um, I think so. Matt Simmons or Asher Freak character yeah. that's being advertised to some books when we all know they'll be back in three months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not even three months. Sometimes it's. I know Miss Marvel came back within a month, didn't she? Yeah. Is she I was going to ask that actually. Is she? Uh, yeah. Did she come back the quickest, or is anyone else? I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say of, any, of an event book. I'm going to say she probably came back the quickest. She came back as a mutant, didn't she? So she's now a mutant. Right. Um. What What was the reason for that? I I don't know. I think to, so. She'd be part of the X universe. I'm guessing. Why? <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah, still, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my son used to say, "Why?" After yeah, everything why? I said, but yeah, yeah. I'm but it's, with you. Yeah, yeah. It's still, still yeah. silly, but yeah, yeah, because it, um, a lot of the time, 
there, there's two sides to this all the time when we're talking about the storylines as well. There's what we're thinking from a creative perspective, from the writers, what the writers want to do or what we think they should do, etc. And then there's the publisher saying, this person needs to be that now, so you've yeah. got to do this. And I mean, like, what kind oh. of storylines do you want to play out with that character? Now she's a mutant. What what kind of stories can you now spin out using that? Uh, Bart knows. I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. It kind of that that the kind of whole that well seems to be pretty fucking yeah <laughs> empty at the moment. The yeah. uh, being a mutant in the Marvel universe. Yeah. What do I know? I don't know. Perhaps there's tons of stories. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Craig? I just don't think. I don't. It frustrates me because there's no consequence. Yeah. yeah. You, you just know that they're going to come back regardless. So you know, and killing off, you know, Wolverine being. Like bad you be able to sell a book to you. Well, at the same time, if you're gonna kill someone, I'll just just stick with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Didn't they yeah. try to make a big deal out the Miss Marvel one? They had like all the people moping around saying, "Oh no, Miss Marvel's dead," and then like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, it's really bad." And then like, she's fucking back. <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought, oh, classic Marvel because the movie's just about to come out. Yeah. Oh yeah, brilliant. Because they killed Doctor Strange, didn't they? Just for the second one, yeah, you know, right. Captain America got killed. Jesus, you know, Jesus Christ. I mean, what the. That left hand don't know what Ryan's doing. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you know, if you think about it very plainly, in life, one of the most, you know, the the biggest and most powerful things is death. Hmm. You know, the consequences it has on anyone, and it just that it seems irrelevant in big publishing comics now well it's massively irrelevant and has been up until very recently and, in the x universe isn't it because everyone yeah. came back yeah it's yeah. a problem when it's a joke do you know what i mean and it's become a yeah. joke now do you know what i mean you've got you've got issues if people are joking about it in a way that like yeah 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 we'll believe it when we see it you know and they never because of because you know it's it's down to the money at the end of the day but yeah but sometimes, narratively, it doesn't make any fucking sense anyway. Never mind the money. It just doesn't make sense how they're writing it. <laughs> that Spider-Man book is painful, though. It's, just, it's, a, it's a painful experience that I go through every month after spending a fiver on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think we've all... Um, I mean, I think it would be interesting, um, and li- listeners um, let us know, if there's been any character death, this has happened, and we've fallen for it. You know, when have been what, the times they're dead and then they when, when, when shit they're dead. You know, because now it feels like no one's going to fall for it because we're all we're jaded. Let's face well, it. it has, I mean, fool me once, fool me twice, and all that sort of thing. But when Phoenix died, Jean Grey was killed. I I fell for that man. Oh, when Karate shit. Karate Kid was killed, I fell for that. You know, there were moments where it Jack- has happened in my early reading life where I was like. Fuck, and they yeah. did have meaning back then. Jason Todd, um, yeah, another yeah. one, yeah, you know, yeah, and that it, it, it did impact me as the young reader, you yeah. know. But well, there's more cynical times now, I suppose, aren't we? Where we think, well, oh yeah, Juggernaut's dead; he'll be back in the two yeah. issues time, and he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. they kind of flipped down his head recently, but I've been reading my way back through the old classic GI Joe uh, comics, and characters die in that, and they don't come back. Yeah, but they've done it recently where Snake Eyes died and they fucking resurrected him, and it's like, yeah, okay. But it kind of it gets a bit more wacky, GI Joe, as it goes along. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, do yeah it depends do on what ours? the comic is. Yeah, should we do one yeah. of ours? Yeah, yeah. Who wants to go. Uh, <laughs> I'll go. 
I'm, I'm, okay. Uh, my one's, one, my it, one's changing in my brain as I, as, as okay. we're talking about this. My, but, my uh, one initially was, I've mentioned, I've mentioned it before, but it's when a comic or storyline has like an unstoppable assassin and he's been done this great work for this evil corporation or this government entity. And then rather than just leave him be or leave them be, they say, right, let's kill him and send like a most inept assassin to do it. And then invariably they fail, and then the assassin goes about killing. It's always that cliche of they're in a cabin in the woods and everyone bursts yeah, through the window yeah, to kill yeah, them. You yeah. know, it's yeah. just fucking stupid. Mm. Yeah, you really should leave them alone. <laughs> I mean, even to turn that trope on his head, like why not do like a big celebration dinner and then try and kill him at that or something? Just change, change it a little bit. Do something. It's just. Yeah, there's a lot of easier ways than sending assassins to crash through windows, aren't there? Yeah. You're going to kill someone who's retired. So yeah. he's, he's creating so many problems. Poison his bottle of milk in the morning or something, yeah. yeah. Problems for us living in that cabin with no internet access or no contact with human civilization and just doing <laughs> absolutely nothing. We've got to take him out. Yeah, he, he, he knows too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One smell of bacon and the but, saucepan lids get it. Is that Big, that's Big Vern, though, from Viz? My, yeah. my, my one I was actually going to say, I'll just drop that in quickly was uh, I mentioned it before we started the show and that's characters with healing factors and how in stories they're always the ones getting chopped up and blown up to the point yeah. where it's like it doesn't so, matter then so it's so just just to clarify this it's not the healing factor as a power no it's more that it's the way they're written more combined with we need meat for the grinder who can, who can we torture yeah um and you know the person with the healing factor is usually that person isn't it yeah <laughs> so say the the x-jet's flying along and someone shoots like a razor sharp blade at it it's gonna hit wolverine yeah, yeah. it's gonna hit wolverine <laughs> and then he's gonna take it out and it's gonna be fine yeah the, the the only way of sort of countering that is like say there was an explosion and all they were laying on the ground like oh you know i'm dying and then wolverine's up and about and you need to show that contrast of his healing factor working within the story like that also it just it just sort of um it nullifies some of his coolness i mean the classic line from wolverine is i'm the best i am what is it that i'm the best there is at what i do yeah um but he's not because he gets fucked up all the time if he was the best he uh, there is he'd never have a fucking scratch on him (laughs) i guess though if you had a you had the ability like that you would have a fighting style that it wasn't about taking injuries you, you can take you, a knife and take yeah, it off, yeah. couldn't you? You know, it's just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking yeah. you, you take your licks as you're but, going but your you, licks on them, but, but, you but you'd still, them. yeah. Hopefully, you still have a bit of skill instead of being like, I've got a healing yeah, factor. I've got a healing <laughs> factor, so it doesn't matter if they actually stab me. You know, I don't yeah. need any skill because I can get shot. It's become that wolf out of uh, Star Trek trope, like you know when they got to show how tough someone is. <laughs> Poor old wolf gets fuck, beat fuck up all the time. It's to show how deadly a scenario is, like Wolverine gets jacked up but yeah it's relatively meaningless because he can <laughs> recover from whatever injury yeah. yeah 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 i still still like him though he's one oh of totally yeah. yeah i think it's just the way that's written that that those scenarios are always mm. written yeah yeah it's the, the great so if you look at some of the great wolverine stories it's where he's vulnerable you know you look at yeah. dark phoenix you look at the the frank miller mini you know the old man logan it's where he um he there is the chance he'll die but he's fucked it's, it's destroying him inside as well yeah. you know um there's stuff yeah. with the, the the 80s like Claremont stuff where like his healing factor is not it's like strained to the limit isn't he he's he's got the eye patch on and 
he's it's not yeah. yeah it's not working right and that clever disguise he had yeah there's <laughs> some other like five foot nothing guy with retractable blades shooting out yeah who's had this exact same stuff are you wolverine no look yeah, my patch no, <laughs> patch radically patch that's i guess <laughs> you look like that wolverine bloke with an eye patch on. I mean, <laughs> no weirdo <laughs> <laughs> oh dear okay we've got a few more okay rob turner at reynard city he says yeah. I, I think i'd like a bit of scaling back there's only so much multiversing and eventing we can do i think a lot of people are yeah i have always said this like uh, let's fucking just take a breath everyone just stick in their own comic for a year no crossing over just fucking tell your own stories i don't need a fucking spider-man in issue three i don't need a batman in issue two i don't need the justice league to appear I don't need a fucking event to ruin this story I'm reading. Let's just everyone stick to their own comics. And in a year, we can assess where we are. I, I mean, that's, that's happened on some classic runs where it's just like, oh, shit, we've got to stop because there's an event comic. And then I know. I've had trades where like they've left that comic out because it's so irrelevant. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. You don't need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't you, I can remember a Punish one. You you were reading Punish of you and then like, uh, T, sorry, and then like a demonic invasion in New York happens. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, and like, oh, to lead okay. a team against ice, <laughs> ice giants and things. Yeah. That's fine. Totally <laughs> real house. Do you think the multiverse is like the new bringing them back from the dead? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does seem to be that yeah. way. Yeah. 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 I'm sick. Yeah, today. the only problem is it's not going to stop because those Spider Man movies, those cartoons are popular, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it just means we'd see a million versions of every different character. Well, that that does lead on to one of the ones that Simon sent through. Simon Russell. Go on. Take he it said, away. "He said there's a couple. He says there's a couple. It's a toss-up for him, but one of the ones he said was all the flavors. Well, we get ten Hulks, nine Lanterns, fifteen Spideys, seventeen Venoms at least. I'd say, hundred and twenty-four Wolverine variants, which there is actually at the moment. Mm. That is fucking accurate. You know, I'm sick. I just want Green Lantern. I just mm. want Hulk. I just want Spider-Man." Yeah, that's all I want. I don't think we need multiple people being yeah. that person. Yeah, yeah. The the dilution of the idea is never. It doesn't. They had the same problem with like Miles Morales and like you you got Miles Morales. Obviously, that I think they're kind of pretty much confirmed that he's going to be taken over from Peter at some point. I presume that's going to going to happen. Maybe not if it's not so popular. But then they didn't know what to do with him. So it's like Miles Morales is now Thor. Miles Morales is this character. Oh so god, that dummy! Mate, that. Yeah. If you're if you're fracturing off, you're running out of ideas. You've had to do this this early. There's yeah. fucking problems. Well, a lot of this, a lot of these things are are. It will get to mine in a minute. But I think of people who run out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. it's running out yeah, of ideas. Very, very much so. Yeah. yeah, and like, I mean, just take we we spoke about a little bit about Venom. Um, on oh. the last one, and the Venom verse. Just put a symbiote on a on a superhero character, and that makes it interesting. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I, <laughs> I won't. I won't read it. Thank you very much. But there have um, been there have there has been sections of Venom, which I'm not a massive Venom fan, but that have been really interesting. You quite yeah. one. One of you quite one last week, where he, you know, he almost becomes like attached to what's his name with Flash, who's got Flash no Thompson. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that series. And then when he appears in the Thunderbolts, I thought that worked quite well. Yeah. You know, but we don't need a planet of Venoms. Yeah. It stops yeah. them being special. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, fucking plan and, and, you know, and yeah. it works when it when you talk about. I, th- I think this it, this extends to um, characters' extended families, like like the Bat family and stuff. Oh man, how many uh, Batmen we got at the moment? Fucking, you know, cons- it and, confuses I, the reader. And we yeah. we've got to take him seriously that he's a loner. 
all the time. Or like, I know, he's re- I he's love really... Batman when he's a loner. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like that the dark detective arriving on his own, yeah. solving yeah. a crime, fighting a villain. These days, he can call in fourteen hundred people in fucking metal suits to come and help him out. Every I five mean, minutes. tonally, it's as different as like uh, you know Frank Miller's Batman meeting Adam West, because they're two completely different fucking characters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you, they did it with Captain America recently, where there was two Captain America comics running at the same time. One was the Falcon cap and one was Steve Rogers cap. And I'm like, who the fuck coming into comics is going to understand that? Yeah. 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 Just it's make it one of them and shut up. Reading back like the old Kingdom Come Alex Ross, the idea of like the older Batman and he's got like, he's got a team of people he's controlling. At the time, I really liked that idea. When you present the reality of it, it's yeah. not quite as, uh, as uh, enjoyable. Yeah. 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 I always I always bang on about having an older Batman, but that's just something that will never happen apart from an Elseworlds. <laughs> yeah. John Hamm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love me some. So do you mind? Do you yeah, mind? Go, yeah, go yeah. on. Okay. So mine comes from a place of trauma as a young man, I think. Okay. You, uh, as a young man, I saw Superman two at the cinema. And there's that bit where he loses his powers. Do you remember? He throws the... Yeah, man, uh, I know what you're talking about. It's going to kill yeah. me. Yeah. And there's a bit in a bar where he's been bullied oh. by this, this bloke who looks like my mum could beat him up, to be fair. Yeah. And uh, he punches Clark Kent. Who, let's face it, Clark Kent ain't a small dude. No. No. You he's know. fucking like six... Yeah, and he's five built. Sank, he? I think he looks a bit like Superman, you know? Yeah, no about? eye patch. Why haven't you got an eye patch, yeah. wanker? And uh, I'm not saying he's Superman because Superman doesn't no, wear glasses. No, take that back. Uh. And um, he like doubles up like like a he's like a puppy that's been punched. Yeah. And I remember I remember like even now when I put it on, I regularly watch that movie. I fast forward through that bit because I, I don't, don't like, like it. it. Yeah. So my my <laughs> absolutely. It's, you know what's really bad is like when he's walking back to the Fortress of Solitude and he's trying to hitchhike and all these people are fucking driving past him. It's like, mate, he's got fucking trousers and a jacket on. <laughs> he's freezing his ass off. You can't stop yeah. him. Yeah. He and uh, Superman. <laughs> I just hate it when they're like that. And it's that pain, that look on his face when he gets punched. I'm like, yeah. oh, no. You've been in loads of fights. You know how to fight. You're a Superman, yeah. fuck's sake. Anyway, so that childhood trauma caused me to choose mine, which is superheroes losing their powers. Now, there's a couple of reasons I don't like this. One, we know it's not going to stick. No, mm. we know this comic is about the Hulk. We know this comic is about Captain America. We know this comic is about you know whoever. We know it's not going to stick. Mm. It also, it's lazy, lazy writing. Oh, what are we going to do with him? Why don't we have him lose his powers? Oh, that's him, a good how idea. How can we put them in jeopardy? And it's like, oh, yeah, it's just away, a really so. lazy way of putting them in problems. Yeah. Um, newsflash. Oh, oh, he might not get his powers back. Newsflash, he will. It's He's going to get back wrong. in about fucking six months. Uh, Enough I mean, for a trade paperback. You, you know? could, you could, and um, people have. I'm sure I can't think of any of them. Do some interesting things with it. Um, if it's almost like, um, if you treat it almost like a rocky fight. Do you know what I mean? You know at the end of it... Oh, it's always in the execution. Base. He's, yeah, he's probably yeah. going to win. So, you know, if you, if you can pace that and do it right so we're all looking forward to the final round when the powers come back... And... We sort of had, I say, I had a play on that with Old Man Logan, and I've brought that up quite a lot. The whole way through that series, he's not popping his claws out yeah. right till the end of issue four, I think it is. And it's yeah, like, it's a, it's a powerful moment mate, when that just, happens. But the bit that I don't like about that comic, and I like that comic, but the bit that, that gets me in the balls is um, Hawkeye <laughs> being blind. Yeah, that's a bit crazy. That yeah, I don't like that. And, and I, I sometimes I don't know. 
this may be just as me, but sometimes part their power set is part of the reason I enjoy reading them. That makes sense. So yeah, I enjoy reading Green Arrow for many reasons, but I like him to fucking be able to fire arrows. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, there's some examples. There, there wasn't. There was um, a period where people got fucking armor all the time when they lost their powers. Captain <laughs> yeah, Thor jumped. Cap's one's awful. Yeah, terrible. Um, and then when you had Grant Morrison, well, it wasn't only Grant Morrison, but they had a lot of X Men with their powers turned off. And you had people like Quicksilver and is it Richter who was in X Factor? Yeah, you yeah. Had to put up with him, you know. Um, to be fair, the, the they were dealt with in interesting ways, so I didn't mind the Richter thing. He was he eventually got his powers back, but I kind of yeah, that was all right. Um, we've already mentioned Wolverine, um, so, but there's also the when Wolverine loses his healing powers. We've had that in the past as well. Yeah. Um, there's been a couple of occasions in the comics and in the movies where Magneto's lost his powers. Um, and Magneto, I've said it before, is one of my favourite characters. I like I like that dynamic about mm. him. He's a multi yeah. multifaceted, yeah. layered character. But I mean, someone like. Here's an example that I thought of Warren Wel- Warren Worthington the third. Who wants to read a comic about Warren Worthington the third if oh. he can't fly? Not me. He's just a twat, otherwise, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very rich twat. <laughs> yeah. Um uh the the case with Iron Fist, that's happened a few times, isn't it? You know. It happened with Spider Man fucking loads. Yeah, it's yeah. it's happening lots with different characters and, and it just takes me back to that tr- moment of trauma in the cinema. When mm. Superman gets punched in the tummy and he looks like he's he's a puppy, um, and I think it, it, obviously with everything we're talking about here, it can be done well. But I think there is a laziness to, to it sometimes as well when they when they do it, they're just doing it. Oh yeah, let's have him. Oh Superman, let's have him have no powers. It's like a, a it's, a, it's a play on the character death thing that we're talking about. You know, um, yeah, it's a sales pitch that we know things will go back to. It'd be interesting if they played that story out and they're like they literally lost their powers. The powers not coming back. It's like what? What are they going to do? Because yeah, well, I mean, superhero, superhero is going to supervillain is going to turn back up for some day, and they, they're just going to get murdered. In, in reality, they're just yeah. going to get murdered, aren't they? Yeah, I but mean, it does I... not turn up to the problem, so well, I can't <laughs> yeah. do it anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe these... end a book that way. Just oh, he lost his powers, cancel the book. Yeah, you, you could do something like like <laughs> take a Steve Rogers if they lose their power, they've still got the, that mind, their brains still there, so they could they could just be a mentor for. It does happen briefly at the end in Cap uh, in that Streets of Poison because he's got the drugs connected to the Super Soldier Serum. He has to have it all drained out. Yeah, and he has to fight Crossbones with no Super Soldier Serum, and he he's had has a really hard time of it. Wins, but just. Hmm. They still yeah, but even that though, I don't know. It just doesn't get me right, man. I don't like it. I don't no, know why. I just kind no, of. Fair play. I know what yeah. you're saying, and I just. Uh, is it because? Yeah. Is it because like with with superpowers and all of these special things, it's it's true escape escapism, isn't it? Like sometimes when you read a superhero book, um, do we want to read a superhero book about a normal person struggling with normal things? Or do we want to like like us, like us all in the world, or do we want to read a superhero book because we want to see these people, these super, these big powers, fighting these impossible odds and winning? And things like that. Do you know yeah, I mean, I mean, if Superman lost his powers, would you keep reading the book for six months? No, no. I haven't been reading it for fucking. I know you haven't. No, I don't years. blame you at the moment. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you at the moment. But the, I don't know whether I would want no. unless something really interesting was done. I'm like, yeah, okay. He did lose it when he died and came back, didn't he? For a bit. Yeah, he and he lost it. With the, guns. He was he was depowered a little bit in the yeah. recent War World one, 
and stuff but they always depower him for a bit and then eventually you just get the power creep comes back and he's burned it, planets didn't he? out of orbit. yeah after, after crisis burn yeah. he was he was it wasn't as because he was pushing planets out of orbit and stuff like that i think they got a bit carried away beforehand didn't they and then yeah yeah how do you feel about it craig when characters lose their powers I think again you just never you never trust that they're, they're gonna stay with it i just yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. read a superhero comic just want to kick a shower. Once the hero starts running away, yeah. you've lost me. That's yeah. one of the things as well, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I think with superhero comics, we want to see these big over-the-top fights and you can get some real, you can get some real emotive storytelling in there. But, you know, it's all about these big, larger-than-life sort of battles and, you know i don't want i don't yeah. want three or four pages of someone having a text message you know what i mean <laughs> um it's, <laughs> it's good about their twitter account yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um unless that's intrinsically part of the character themselves so therefore thematically it would make sense yeah i believe uh, that's for the phrase for that is right what you know for some comic writers isn't it? yeah <laughs> that does cover robert hardium wrote in and said superheroes with other people's powers old man phoenix the herald nick Fury. oh yeah that's a yes Hulk, that's Thor, another good and one. others so yeah. it turns me right off before you've even read it i think we've uh ticked that box yes <laughs> uh that's yeah. definitely saying we've got death in the multiverse if i buy a book i want from to read from start to finish in that book if you can't tell that story in 22 pages then release it as a graphic novel yeah that's uh, Ryan Ryan M. Fisher. Ryan M. Fisher. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's fair. Did you have yeah. one there, Craig? Well, I had a few. And Go for it. They just seem, like I say, I did, I've not read loads of superhero comics, mm. in and out. But I feel like they all, and correct me if I'm wrong, all follow this. I don't know. If they went for a job interview, it would literally be a list of questions. <laughs> <laughs> Have you lost done. your mum and dad? Tragically, yep. Okay, yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, are you happy with having an evil doppelganger appear at some point in the future? Uh, oh, I'd like that. Yeah. Happy to find out you've got a secret sibling at some point? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like some of them. It's... I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's like a checklist almost of the, these things are going to happen. Yeah. Your mum's called Absolutely. Martha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Martha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wrote that article fucking years ago about like don't do the old one of my relatives has died and now I'm going to use that to fight crime and it's like that one's fucking been played out like you need to I'd suggest trying to do try and get a better yeah. angle on it than I heard um I heard Tony uh Tony Fleece on ESC this week talking about um the Punisher comic that we we rattled on about a few weeks ago and he went yeah and he just but he said yeah, he's lost his family too. Yeah. In other words, just saying, it might as well just be the same character. It's the same character. It's literally, yeah. yeah Ex-military, he's lost, all, lost his family. and then Yeah, just, just make it frank and nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the only people that care are the people not buying them reading the fucking book. Yeah. So why are you yeah. trying to appease them? <laughs> so I'll just get Dan off the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're right, you're right Dan. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to appease people who don't read the fucking book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basic business. <laughs> oh dear. Um, what other ones have we got? The other thing: if you don't like it, it's not for you. So don't. Yeah. Don't... Yeah. Yeah. We got one from Strange Apparitions. Um, we've got which is a great comic shop. Go and visit it. Um, celebrities writing comics. Now, this is something we touched on last week. 
yeah. didn't we V yeah. with your Holy Roller comic and yeah. I think we we were both under the opinion that it's it puts us off more often than it encourages us to buy something yeah hmm. yeah because it, there's always uh, seemingly another writer there somewhere isn't there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's, it's always ghost written so like based on an idea by yeah uh, Michael Caine is a book comic yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair if Michael Caine done it I'd read it yeah yeah, yeah. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross uh, year one that's, that's taken another yeah. run of strange apparitions I <laughs> yeah I I like I don't need year one of anything really I know I know Batman had their year one and, and that was all well yeah but day. that was the one that started it and yeah and for instance year one am I right and, thinking that yeah I think so I, I think so. Miller's year one yeah yeah because mm. but also the other side of the coin um I don't need to see any more. I don't. I don't really need to see how they like the, the first year of their life, uh, and I also don't need to see what happens when at the end of their life. Do you know what I mean? The, the, you know, yeah. when it's all done, the they old die. man Logan. Yeah, the yeah. old man well, Logan. At one point, that was the, really the whole... interesting, and it's like it's just played out now. Yeah, yeah, and also I they wish... never se- they never seem to fucking end it properly. Well, I'm always, I'm always with because we've been reading comics so long. We know the origin stories of all these people. I don't need to fucking see the pearls again. I don't yeah. need to see him being bitten on the hand by a spider again. Yeah. I don't need to see him leaving fucking Krypton again. I don't need any of that. Mm, it's yeah, boring. Yeah. I know what happens. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Because and also because they've been so big and they're so ingrained in popular culture, most people know it. So you don't need to, you don't need to tell yeah. them. He's, he's Batman. Yeah. It's yeah, that's all you it. need to know. Yeah. 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 You don't need uh, it anymore. Yeah, there was a period where every, every time Spider Man started, they'd do like they'd show you what happened to him. I'm like, why? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Um, My dog could tell you what how he got. I'm his glad powers. they didn't you know do I mean? that on the 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 ones they just recently did. Yeah. Right. Like, he's Spider Man. That's it. Yeah. Your mum's Spider Man. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that's a multiverse reference, there, chaps. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's me, <laughs> um, a, a couple more we got here if we just run through a couple uh, Malcolm McLeod uh, said image books where it starts off with one premise and then ends up being all about the gods being mad or some stuff like that I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's been happening a lot lately and I think that's the important okay. th- important thing of like you know, everyone wants to be cosmic you mean sort of yeah you, you read it once or and you think oh you know I, I mean I certainly think um for instance, a lot of like the Greek gods or like, you know, these the pantheon of gods and stuff. People are going to that well an awful lot. Um there was, I, I was may, reading... maybe a boom from the wicked and the divine. Do you know what I mean? That kind of Yeah. No yeah. one will do it as well as Kirby for me, so hmm. just leave uh, it alone. What I was <laughs> taking from Malcolm's comment there was more that a comic could start talking it would start back right this comic's about a chef and then it starts talking about rafting or something it's yeah like, well, where, where, yeah why, we, why is that why are you switched up the idea on that i don't the yeah. concept i struggle to think of titles that have done this i've got to admit i i so think start one way i think uh not to say it's not out there I'll yeah just, uh, and i think um specifically like image books um and it's kind of a, a pacing issue in some ways that point like the gods being mad you'll be three issues in before um anything like that happens because there's a slow burn to a lot of these books. Do you know what I mean? There's not too many times where it's like smashes you in the face of here's what the book's about. You've got to sit down and watch the TV show for 
a season before you realize oh here's the cliffhanger it's actually about this um so and uh, yeah so i think the way i read it it's almost like pulling the rug from under the reader isn't it sort of like oh i i i got this because i thought it was going to be about this when really it was about something else going back a few weeks when right. ron mars was talking about his ideal issue one and <laughs> i feel oh, he's, he's one to talk yeah but like the, the issue one should be setting up like where this series is going and answer ask questions and stuff yeah. and you as a reader thinking right oh shit where's this gonna get on board i want to find out what's it's gonna got, happen here. it's got to get its hooks in you yeah it shouldn't be like you're not really sure where the series is going. You're not sure what the, the premise is. It mm. should be like, this yeah. is the first act to your, your, your film or whatever. You're, you're getting the reader interested in, in where the story's going. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. Got, there's got to be a sense of like, we're reading it. We, we, we don't want to get, well, we maybe... don't want to have spent like 10 quid before realizing, Oh, I didn't want to read this story. Well, maybe get a warlock comic written by someone. Yeah. That's good. Idea. And, um, get him dying at the end of it replaced by a lady warlock uh, that idea is fucking mind-blowing that's gold that's fucking gold where do you come up with these ideas i don't know don't tell ron i said oh that. mate <laughs> they should do that more often you know that'd be good <laughs> ron if you want to appear on the show just give us an email um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he listens <laughs> he's too busy coming up with complicated plots with his action figures <laughs> oh dear right we, we got um a couple of others. Um, Jordan oh, Thomas. Everything being something huge from the past that will leave the character changed forever. Yeah. 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 Nothing ever. Take that. Nothing no. will be the same again. Nothing will be the same again. <laughs> I mentioned this loads of fucking times when like Peter's mum and dad were like spies. Right. Spider Man. Yeah. Why? Okay. Why? Does Nothing this will be the same again. Yeah. Yeah. This this will um kind of uh tie into the one that I think I'm I'm gonna. This is my pick. Okay. Right? And it's it's when they do these, everything about this character or the world is interlinked. Like you're special. Yeah. You're special because of this, that, and the other. Um, you know, like oh, it just so happens Peter Parker's parents were, were, were agents. Why can't he have just been a normal been kid? Normal. It makes it so much. That's more why we relate to normal. Yeah. 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 Um, it was one of those. I mean, I. I mean, this is a movie like the the Star Wars movies. I remember one of the only things I liked about the Last Jedi, for instance, was the moment when uh, the main character was. Someone said to her, "There's nothing special about you," and I liked that because I thought, "Here is an example of someone that could have, um, you know, all of this power, but they don't need a lineage." For anything, yeah, it's just they are what they are. Like and... so, there's a real sense of anyone can be a hero. In the next one, it was like, oh no, you're special because of this. See, we mm. we what? like that. There's nothing special about them because there's nothing special about us. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's the reason we like it. Yeah, it's it, it takes away the relatability. I think when it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then this. Been... The... Go on, go on, Craig. So why did they go back and do that to? <laughs> like what? No. What? What did they get out of it? Yeah. Was it part it's... of some big storyline? No, I can't recall. It, it, it's one of those things that sort of flare up. They did a couple of stories about it and then they moved on like it doesn't really ever happen. And it's like, why bother doing that? It's... Yeah. yeah. For instance, I don't need to know that like Uncle Ben was, you know, did all of that, these, these super stupendous things. He was a hero in his own right. He could have just been a normal, really good dude. He just yeah. could, he just could have been normal and nice and therefore a role model to someone who became 
something special. Um, but there's and, and it once again harkening back to um, Tony's points is sometimes it's let lazy storytelling. What is there? We're running out of ideas. What else can we do? Instead of creating something new, let's look at poking with something that already exists. Um, which well, is why a lot of fanboys, with... a lot of fanboys, just that's why a lot of them just absolutely lose their shit. Well, it's it, more but... of a problem with superhero characters because they've got to remain essentially unchanged and not grow and be yeah. the same character yeah. week after week. Yeah. Or which I know there is change, uh, but but I, I, I think radical things can't happen. Yeah, I th- I think we do. Um, probably need a lot more characters just beyond like the, the you know the marvel and dc j- just across the board and certainly let me know if there's any great examples of this and like just the ordinary people becoming extraordinary you know stepping up hmm. um rather than and that that's why i love marvel so much because a lot of their characters are built on that it's, everyone yeah. from spider-man through to gravity through to nova through to everyone it's it's People like us, man, you know, when we were at school and at college yeah. or university and stuff, it's that's who it's about. And that's yeah, that's why, why so we loved it so much. Yeah. 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 I mean, who's not, who can, can't relate to Steve Rogers in that? Like the, the little guy with like, yeah, n- physicality zero. And he's got like a big heart though, and he wants to make a difference. And yeah, I mean, whole books shot. have been based on it. I mean, that's why it's and, appealing. Yeah. yeah. X-Men and New Mutants was based on it, wasn't it? You know, it's sort yeah. of yeah. kids who are just thrust into the limelight like that. Hmm. And, I mean, it's all about yeah. re- relatability to to the reader, isn't it? Like that's why yeah. a lot of people are, are turned off by these super powerful characters because they've got nothing in co- common with them. You know, um, when you have there are a lot of uh, like big characters in books just across the board that are part of monarchies, for instance, or like, you know whether it be a sci fi monarchy or whatever you want to talk about, um, and people don't relate to that as much because we're not part of them. Do you know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're like that. Okay, it may be an interesting story of like political backstabbing or all of this stuff that that goes on. But um, at the end of the day, I think the, the ones that get us are more like, oh, that person's like me. That's what captured like kids and stuff. And that's why certainly, you know, it's it was great that I think Mars Morales was such a win of a character because he was yeah. a, he was a new version of that for a new generation and a new yeah. and a diverse character that could appeal to so many more people than than what Spider Man did before, and a whole generation of like different kids were going, oh, he's like me with with flaws exactly. They've got to have flaws, yeah. you know. Right, that's yeah. the problem. The one of the things as well, I think. Hmm. You know, they can't they can't just be these perfect characters. They have got to be relatable in some. Not everyone. I'm not going to say everyone. You know, for example, I'm sure there's a lot of characters out there, and that, and yeah. we we're interested in for other reasons. But for me, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, which leads on to Colin Maxwell's comment: <laughs> Which comic trope do you wish would just fuck off? And he has said superheroes. Come on, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Colin. <laughs> yeah. I bet. I think um, it's also kind of oversaturated. I mean, the, the, yeah, the, it is. The genre in the market is. Um, if I mean, if I look at it this way, Dan's favourite book, Invincible, um, it chose the right time to sort of leave. Dead were needed to say and it ended. Yeah. So, you know, I know we've got the animated. I need to watch the second. Is season, anyone I watching the animated? Uh, I watched the first season. Like, I watched the first season. Watch cartoons. Yeah, the first season was fucking brilliant. Okay, um, yeah, even I enjoyed the first it. season. Yeah, and I don't yeah. really watch cartoons. Yeah. 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 Um, I need to watch the second one. Um. Is what's that on? Is it on Amazon? Is Amazon, Amazon? yes, yeah, Amazon. Right. Um, I'm not sure if it's weekly episodes. I think it is, isn't it? Anyway, um, 
but that, um, that's say what... regard, regarding Collins so when I first started the show I was reading virtually all superhero stuff and yeah. after kind of broadening horizons it's like there's a lot out there that's that will scratch that same itch and it's yeah. not superhero yeah. stuff well, yeah. if, you, if you'll allow me to second guess him, and I, I don't, I've only met Colin once, to be fair. He seems like yeah. a good geezer. But what I know, Colin is very much in love with war comics, you know, and, and you know, I think he writes for Commando, doesn't he? I think I'm saying. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So for us in the UK, prior, you know, superhero comics were American in mm. the most part, and war comics and football comics and girls' comics were our superhero comics. Yeah. Mm. So the likes of Charlie's War, et cetera, they were, that was our weekly consumption of comics compared to the comics we got from elsewhere so yeah. war, there's so much that can be done with war stories and it's something that america doesn't really do and we kind of stopped doing as well mm. mostly you know there's still commando and a couple of other things but you know th there's a lot of good war stories coming out of france for example as well um i think there's that's that's an untapped field i think the problem with war comics i think is that um it actually needs some kind of research yeah. and i don't think a lot of people are prepared to put that in also the kind of there's that you know, the cultural thing of uh societal thing maybe of like how do we really want our kids reading about war yeah Just... but like, like we said last week the best war comics for me are the ones that show the horrors yeah of war I, I and guess so become anti-war comics you the, know the knee-jerk reaction of here's a war comic oh god it's all about glamorization and also we've got enough in our eyes at the moment of war comics maybe for some people yeah you know yes. we've got we've got gaza and ukraine going on at the moment do we yeah. really need to read a war comic you know? yeah i mean yeah. i mean escapism isn't it that's that's a lot of what yeah I'm well doing. yeah we do need escapism v i think you're right but i think we also need mouse for example we need mouse don't we yeah. but we also need Something that's fun, and I, I, it's also down to the reader as well. We've all got our individual tastes, which of course, yeah, is this is what this is anyway. about, isn't it? Um, yeah. And certainly, Ref if you don't like, go on, Dan, take it away. Referring it back to last week when we, me and you read the the Rubicon, uh, yeah. Journey, the yeah. the weight of that book hits so much differently because of the kind of the knowledge that we have now. Yeah, uh, even my limited knowledge of the region and some of the factors involved, it makes it a lot heavier for me. Yeah, some yeah. of the stuff. Some of the, I was reading about some of the stuff in there. I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like, this isn't just fiction. I, I, this could quite easily be happening. Quite yeah. easily yeah. Be happening. Well, yeah. Not like the twelve people standing against the whole Taliban army, but like the 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 injustice and the misfortune that have happened to people living in that region. Yeah, and it's like, do I really and the sacrifices they make and stuff? Yeah, yeah if it's not handled well, it could come across as really fucking crass. And yeah, uh, do do you want to stick your neck out and read stuff like that? That may get it wrong if, if you're trying to make an adventure book based on a real like traumatic real life event you probably shouldn't make that book um in a in a way do you know what i mean without if you don't know about the ins and yeah. outs of that particular whether it be war or any kind of situation don't do it if you just you know just put the put That's that the battle somewhere else put that very uh, topical, ocean's 11 heist moment. put somewhere put it somewhere else because it doesn't need to be i mean i banged on about my fucking vibe had nothing to do with anything and i was like so unsure about yeah releasing it because it's, yeah yeah well, fuck me, you, don't you actually thought about it though that's the thing dan you actually you know. we had that geezer fucking released that bloody biography of putin comic like, well we had him using um yeah he's quite vocal on twitter got a point out. but that's, he, that's... he he used the war as part of a video he made to sell the book. Oh man, it's disgusting. It's horrible yeah. Ever. yeah. 
reprehensible uh, behaviour. But yeah, obviously, Don't butcher the APC. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, there's there's so many different types of comics out there, and like, yeah, if you don't like superheroes, don't read superheroes. Um, yeah, you know, but if, I can if, see where, where Colin's coming yeah, from. It okay. is, um, you know, I think if you looked in on comics, it, it it could be seen as a bit of a blight on, you know, from yeah. an outsider going, isn't yeah. it just superheroes? You know, you can see there is that, isn't there, sometimes? I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Craig, you saying you don't really read a lot of superheroes. What kind of would be the comic you would reach for, yeah. ordinarily? Good question. I'll, well, I like um, adventure adventure comics with twists. Um, hmm? So I've read recently. Uh, Paper Girls. Just okay. Oh, I, need to, I need to read that. I've heard yeah. it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it is really good. Uh, I've only finished. I've just finished volume one. Uh, it's pick up volume two. Uh, like I said before, it is. I'm trying to remember the name. But Olympia by France Graphics. If you've read that, that's okay. really, really good. Like heist, heist okay. adventure. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm kind of open to anything. I'm just looking at the shelf now. Would you would you uh, read 2000 AD? Is that something you've done in the past? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've read a bit of that future shock. So I've got a few future shock books. Right. They nice. typically follow, you know, characters, if you like. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And right, I think so you don't know the jumping off points of them. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're kind of you're you're a reader much like me. You go for the story. I mean, I'm aware aware of these characters, but I want to be able to jump in if it was an established character. I want to be able to jump in, enjoy the arc, and pop back out and back yeah. into my normal life. Do you know what I mean? But the story itself is the is the main thing, which is why I'm finding most enjoyment from like you know the independent stuff and whether it be one and done or you know books like you mentioned in Craig like about heists and things like that. I love a heist it's book good. in comics. It's really good. You don't get too many of them. No, you don't. You don't. It's finding well, that. Like... Sorry. No, go. Go for it. I was going to say, like, all the tropes that have come up are mainly relating to the the big two, though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they do seem to be, yeah. Is that just because of the, the lifespan and how long they've been going on for? It's, you know, they've they've written these characters and they've got to keep writing these characters. Yep. To sell the books, and so they've got to keep coming up with these things. Mm, yeah. You know, however thin they might be. Yeah, what can we like do with this character? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we sit it here and like small press stuff is like don't try and chase popular stuff and tropes that are kind of really popular now because by the time you get that comic turned around, everything's fucking moved on. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's happened often. Like, oh, zombies are the big thing. So I'm going to make a zombie comic. But in small press world, you might not get it out for like three or four, five, six months. And by the time you do, it could have all kind Especially of Especially a series when your yeah. second issue isn't going to be out for six months or something. Yeah. And you totally, totally lost the whatever it was is in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Is it Rick Rubin? Who's the music producer guy? Yeah, Rick there's, Rubin, a video, yeah. there's a video doing him the rounds of him saying, don't write for anyone else. Write for yourself. Right. Okay. And I kind of like. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I completely agree with that, but I, to a certain point, I really like it. And part of me thinks, yeah, I really like that. Um, as well, long you as you make it good and interesting. Yeah. But... If you make you, you can only make your story. Like you're, that's the one thing you've got going for you. Is like the story you tell is the only. You're the only one that can tell it. 
And yeah, but if you think, like you're saying, Dan, if you think, oh, uh, serial killers is really popular at the moment, yeah. or uh, you know, Halloween stories, on that'll sell. I'll do a comic yeah. on that. You're yeah. right. It, it's going to be watered down already. When you start, yeah. the day you start writing it, it's going to be watered down. Agree. Yeah. Good. We're ranting a bit on this one, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I've tried to keep positive bits yeah. in here and there. But well, uh, yeah. okay, well, well, we'll just uh, just uh, finish off. Uh, thank you, by the way, to all you people who yeah, there's loads. So, so there's some people we haven't mentioned: Kieran Squires, uh, Alan Purdy, um, Albino Azox Little. Don't know who that is. Uh, who else? We Chris Imbers we written have covered in. Covered some of these, yeah, yeah, because they were kind of, they kind of doubled, doubled up by Small Press. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, I think we've covered yeah. most of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um Kieran before we move on, Kieran said something on the Slack this week about films and it I was like, that is makes so much fucking sense. It's a bit of an aside. But he said in Die Hard, there's the guy in the front desk and John McClane comes in and says, Where's my wife? Like, where's Holly? And he goes, Well, put it in the computer. And he has to fuck around in the computer. And he's like, Okay, yes, yeah, so on he says she's on the fortieth. He goes, Oh yeah, there's a big party. Everyone's on the fortieth. So why don't you fucking just say she's on the 40th then? <laughs> <laughs> friend, friend of the producer on a few yeah. lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking jobs are up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what one is. Why do you say that? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, when that film comes on in a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to uh, watch it. I'm going oh, yeah, to watch that. I'm going to be watching I'll be watching that. Thank you for that, Kieran. Um, so to put a little, um, a little twist just to fin- finish this topic off, what sort of trope do you think we need more of? What would you like to see more of? What narratives, in a, in a positive way, you know, instead of going, oh, they shouldn't write this, they should re- write this. But what would what would you like to see more of in comics? I know what I would like to see more of: two blokes beating the fuck out of each other. Yeah, I like that. Maybe two blokes so. equally matched beating the fuck of each other. Busting That's why I read up. comics, superhero comics. That's why I enjoy it. But Busting if it if up. it was just a, if it was just an issue with like one fight with not many words. I've been reading Savage Dragon for fucking 30 years. <laughs> 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 That's a really tough one, you know? Yeah. To be, to, I, I like the unexpected. Yeah. I think there's got to be the answer to that. I like I like stuff that surprises me and challenges me and interests me. Uh, yeah. And it, it can only be stuff that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, one and yeah. done's and don't try and do something that has someone hasn't done before. Yeah. For my sake. Don't. And, I mean, just write a good comic these yeah. days. Christ, and stuff I'm This solid, moment. like it would begin in middle and end. And yeah. just as resolution and just the, the, the absolute, just get the basics right and understand your audience, which might be you, right for right for you. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But loads yeah, of stories I, about people sitting around drinking coffee and talking about their problems. Yeah, so I like it for me. I like books where the writer shows that he has some knowledge and that his or her knowledge isn't just from reading things on twitter hmm. i want i don't i used to harp on about if you want to write about fighting a bull you've got to fight a bull and i don't mean that literally in any way at all i just think you need to know about fighting a bull yeah yeah well, I don't think there's mean, enough of that and like i th- i think that individual experience adds so much to a comic world knowledge hmm. you, you know life um, knowledge you know yeah i mean that holy roller um, you know that was about like a, a Jewish guy, and you know he's talking about like their their place of worship within the city and and stuff like that. Um, I could tell there was it was knowledge there. Do you know what I mean? It, it, you know, even though I I'm not from that culture, you know, I'm not from that religion, that culture and stuff. But there was an element of like this feels real. 
because there's there's an actually informed voice talking it, talking about it, but talking about it in a way that's not hitting you over the head with it with it as well. I mean, I I yeah. like it. We we can. I mean, you you can learn, can't you? you? You know, you can learn. You can be informed, and also stories can Get out do and so talk much. To people, man, yeah. don't just don't just sit in your room and think you're a writer. You need some. The best writers in this world have travelled, and you know. Mm. But just a quick an aside. I had a worthy mention for one of mine is um, clearly having no confidence and or interest and or knowledge of the character you're writing, so you just change them or add a secondary character who becomes more important. I see this all the time. Oh, um, everywhere. Best example is when we had the new Excalibur series. The writer obviously didn't know anything about or didn't want to write anything about Brian Braddock, so they had him giving up Captain America, Captain Britain in the first part, first issue and handing it over to someone she did want to write about. Or the Miles Morales comic that half the comic is about someone else at the moment. Yeah. You know, and I just wonder that whether they, they just don't want to write about that character, then don't do the book. Or if they don't have the knowledge of that character, then don't do the book. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Loads of that going on at the moment. I, th- I, th- I think um, I want to see to sort of, if I can piggyback off that, Tony, in, in a sense. Yeah. Um, I always really like strong supporting characters. Um, you can call them scene stealers, and I think we're saying seeing less of that possibly because of what you just mentioned, Tony. Because people are writing supporting characters as the main character. Yeah, um, it's like oh, the new villain who we're going to focus on for yeah. most of this issue. Yeah. No, yeah. Whereas some of the some of the greatest characters are normally they're part of the cast or they're in the background, and you just love them so much that they just. Eventually, they'll have their own book in that, you know, in the future. If they're the world enough. needs more Willy Lumpkins, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah. I, I mean, in terms of like independent comics, like what tropes do I want to see more of? It's hard to say because, you know, I'm always on the lookout. We we also have these story stories that we like, don't we? We we love. I mean, we've said it on the story before. I. I love the the tale of the the grizzled grizzled old badass, you know, who who just comes back to smash up a lot of, lot of people in in future. You yeah, know. I read that story any exactly. So there's those stories that we like to read. We don't necessarily want to read it in like big publishing, but the independent scene, like whenever I see things like that, I'm always on board because um, usually it's written with a a bit more flavour a bit more of a character you know you get someone like kyle starks who's taking you know some well-worn sort of action tropes but he puts his own signature on it which i believe he's um he's also put his own signature on the peacemaker um oh, that's a cracker man i'm loving um, that um but yeah and I, I think if you put your own stamp on these things you you do it in your own way people sit up and notice i think um so I think we just—I don't know what. What do you, Craig? What do you want to see more of in comics? What story? What stories do you never tire of? I would never tire of kind of misfit groups. I like okay. a group of misfits coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're my main ones, really, that I like yeah. to focus on. But I am open to anything as long as it just brings something a little bit different. Yeah, like I would okay. stick to death of any comic or TV show that was post-apocalyptic until I read Sweet Tooth. Okay, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, 
war comics I didn't really like until I read Year of the Rabbit, which was fantastic, if you've not read that. No, I've never read that. Yeah. Noir detective, you know, detective comic books I never really liked. And then Black Sun. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's always that. Yeah, yeah, I don't like noir detective comics. Just read that and talk to me later. Yeah, Parker's so, good as well for that. I think Parker's another yeah. one that was a uh, well made. You know, yeah. yeah so just bring something, something a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. And don't don't yeah like Dan was saying before. Don't just rush it to, and don't think of the sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like, think... I, one of the stories I really like is yeah. there's a, there's a knock at the door, and the, uh, the the lady's just out of the shower. She goes to answer <laughs> it, and the man says, "Oh, I'm here to fix your boilers and your pipes." Oh God! And uh, <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, my clothes. Sorry, excuse me, my clothes have fallen off." That's that's I like that story. I thought you was going to do the blind salesman joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's a classic. <laughs> God. God. I mean, I, th- I think what we can take from this is some of the most exciting and innovative sort of storytelling is done in the independent scene, away from the superior genre and all of these comics that well we could quite easily rant about or love or do whatever. Um, but like that list, that list was a perfect example of it. And and what we've what we said. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure I'm a massive hypocrite about these sort of things. Oh, I'll be reading all this this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I could rant and rave about, oh, I don't like this sort of story in comics, and next week I'll probably read a version of that story that I really like. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know... Do you remember the beginning of the show? I said you could have said these for the last five years. Maybe yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they yeah. come back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we we try kind of think the multiverse is a recent thing, but it's been about for decades, isn't it? Yeah, yes. yeah. It's just the fact that like the mar- the marketing for a multiverse is just so much more intense and in our faces now, isn't it? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. 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 I I don't need to read any more multiverse stuff. There's it's a lot the fact of stuff that keeps getting presented as like it's a brand new idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, fucking read this, yeah. mate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone's getting tired <laughs> of it. Tell that to Michael Moorcock. <laughs> he reckons um, he invented it, didn't he? Really. Yeah, in the okay. 60s, I think. Yeah. Fair enough. Who am I to say different? <laughs> well, um, we have said an awful lot about this. We could, I mean, we could. Think about this show, it always feels like we're in a coffee shop or in a pub just sat around going, oh, well, you know, and then the time. Yeah, I sometimes just forget flies. we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never forget that, Tony. We need to be careful. I oh, know. Uh... <laughs> no more Lucy Letby jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> but certainly um once again thank you to um the awesome pod community for your um interaction on this and let, letting us know yeah loads what, of what, what you think yeah. um loads. yeah it's a, it's a fun topic keep the conversation going in the podcast discussion uh in the in our slack channel um so you know get in touch with us to, to join it there's a wonderful community of people on there do all kinds of things i'm going to double up this i'm using this as an ad but i'm going to double up because the slack community is just great um but what I will say is, um, we're in December now. Ho ho ho! We're um, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Probably <laughs> some best of lists are already coming out. Have you seen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's early, isn't it? But yeah. the best best of list 
is our one. Well, actually, it's not the best of. It's just the things we liked. Favorites. That's that's going to be yeah. uh, tail end of the year, and obviously we're going to be talking about some some Christmas comics and stuff as well. Um, but with this month, as it's like we're seeing out twenty twenty three, what a year it's been. Oh God, what a year! What a year! <laughs> I'm so tired. So, um, but but how has your year been in comics? Um, because on next week's show, I'm going to kind. I want to try something a bit different and sort of almost throw the mic open in it, in its own way to our mm. lovely listeners. Um, so, all of you listening out there, what have you enjoyed about this year? What have been some absolute standouts? Because because like me, Tony and Dan, we're going to have a whole episode talking about the things we liked about this year and the books we liked and stuff, but. Is there anything that we missed out on? Is there is there stuff that you loved? Some, no. some, some shows, some comics initiatives that uh, you know maybe went completely under our radar, and we need to be pay attention to next year. So, with, with that in with that in mind, certainly get in touch with us. We'll we'll should we do a, a Slack chat? Like what what do they call them? Is it channels? Is it, is yeah. it groups? Yeah, channels. Yeah, um, and it's going to be highly interactive. For this, you can also email us awesomecomicspod at gmail dot com to let us know what you like. If there's any particular shout outs, um, but in terms of twenty twenty three, what a year it's been! Um, what did you like? You can say as much as you want, and we'll shout you out on the show, and we'll we'll probably rant and rave, and we'll double up. Let's should we say top it. three? If you got if you got a long yeah, list, yeah. let's keep it yeah. to top three. Yeah, top, top yeah, three. favorite three. Yeah, um, and uh, certainly, I mean, we know our community has is. And always will be awesome, uh, pun intended. Um, but you're you're always so. When we sometimes I just read the Slack group. I just do because like the way people are so eloquent on there, <laughs> the way they come across. I just <laughs> like yeah, just read this rather than me going. I don't Nobody jumps down your throat, man. On there, that's no. the good thing about it. No, everyone's. Like, I put a rant on there today. Just one thing that really annoyed yeah. me, yeah. and. Uh, I don't think everyone agreed, but they just agreed with my sentiment, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, and of course, everyone's opinion is valid, and we want your opinion. Yeah. But we also want, because so many, so many people are so, oh, well, this has been shit, or this has been bad, or whatever. What's been great? We want, we want to finish this year talking about how amazing comics are. I've got a little so, list. I'm ready. So, so yeah, get in touch with a us. A little about list. That. <laughs> if it's anything like your shopping list every week, Tony, we'll be here for yeah, days. Baby. Yeah, you need to cut that down in the new year, but we'll talk about that off. I know. Yeah, <laughs> but do we have any shout-outs, gents? Yeah, I've got a few. So, um, listener Mike Boheem is funding his new Dope Cat comics with the next issue on Kickstarter. I backed it. It's um, it looks like a really glorious underground feel to it, you know. Um, and it's got a character in it called a Drunky Duck. I can't wait to see that. So I'll back that. He's, um, I think we followed him on, uh, we're active on Instagram, on the gram, and we followed him this week. And he sent a message, oh, I'm a listener. And then I said, oh, hey. I know, I know, so you've got a Kickstarter. So thanks, Mike. Um, it's the last few days for Carcis, K A R C I S 1. Uh, if you listen to this on the day of the release of the podcast, um, just a tiny push. I think it's at 90 something. Just needs oh. it over the line. On, so I can I'm... have some of Nathan's glorious art, and it looks brilliant. Keep talking because I, I need I haven't backed this yet, so I'm going to do it while I'm on air. On, a good meal. Uh, Found in the Forgotten is a sapphic, grim, dark fantasy comic that is currently kickstarting on kicks. Is currently funding on Kickstarter. It's a dark fantasy. A woman called Theory wakes up in a world where monsters lurk in every corner, and she just might be one of them. 
some really lovely looking art on this and yes i did have to look up what sapphic means but uh, i'm on board this it does look glorious really are you spelling cool. that uh i think it's s-a-double-p-h-i-c we've already that's made right that. <laughs> craig already made that joke sign up to ed hillier's um aka ilia the uh, UK comic creator, Substack. I was recently pointed at it by Buncey and uh, Simon Russell. And there's t- just today, there's been some excellent craft stuff on there. I think it's really worth going and having a look at. Um, I got to see Electric Chair 2 as um, me and Falpia buddies and collaborators. And I'll tell you what, you're in for a treat. You fucking, it's classic Falpia in humor, but the art, there's a couple of full, well, there's a number of full page spreads in it. It's just a beautiful, underground, glorious genius. Um, thanks for the birthday wishes, everyone. Um, and for the boss who sent me a Just Stop Oil t-shirt. I thought that was quite <laughs> fucking <wanker>. funny. <laughs> 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 I pulled it. It was in a, a weird sort of bag, and I pulled it out. I think, who's this from? You know, there's no no name on it or anything. And I was just, I pulled it out, and it was a Just Stop Oil orange t-shirt. And I was pissing myself. just stood there on my own <laughs> in the in the living room laughing at this t-shirt, which I then wore all the day and got a bit worried that anyone had seen me in it. But, so uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. Good. Anyone else? Uh, yes. Uh, I've got a shout out for Reynard City. They're doing a sponsorship oh, yeah. drive. Uh, you can pledge a certain amount of money and get your advert for your business and or comic in their comic uh, and promo material. So if you give uh, Rob a shout on Twitter, I think uh, Rob Turner or, or Reynard City. Uh, uh, that's really poorly <laughs> I've got the, the, the promo page. We're not ready to get hold of him, but uh, if you look up Rob Turner on, uh, in, uh, I think we've retweeted it. So yes. if you have a look at ours, you'll find it. Yeah. That's, thanks for the save, Tony. That's right, uh, <laughs> We've got a comic scene, volume one, issue zero, the yearbook 2024. Yeah. That's 10 pounds. You can get that the shift.store forward slash products comic scene, and you can grab that. Uh, that's got a great cover. It looks like Tintin Homage on that yeah. one. And clean line kind of design looking in cover, isn't it? Yeah. Another shout out to uh, our special guest Craig. The uh, I noticed our ACP recommends has now got a Christmas theme. Yes. Oh, is it? I've looked. No, oh, yeah. cool. That's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> nice work, dude. That's right. That's yeah. Right. yeah, it's snowing on the side. That's brilliant. Oh, I'm gonna look at it now. Cool. So oh. yeah. Oh god, this makes my uh, job <laughs> so much easier looking back over the titles this year. Yeah. I mean, who can forget? Johnny Ryan's Fuck My Son as a comic. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a comic. There's some right obscure <laughs> stuff on there as well. Because I, I sent you some messages. I don't think you'd read them. I think you actually put the site, the, the review, the the pages up before you read it actually the other day, didn't you, Craig? But there's yeah. like, oh, some of these are really fucking obscure. You're doing well to find links to them, mate. I've got to tell yeah, you. Yeah, man. You yeah. did well finding the uh, the Robocop one and the uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brian Dunwich. Nice work. Yeah, some, some of them take some tracking down, but. Thankfully, if I can't get images from anywhere, the creators that I've reached out to are more than happy to. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. oh that's great. Yeah, if only stuff. we could send Craig links as to the books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only we weren't lazy bastards. <laughs> we're the worst. We're, we're, we're rectify that. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we are. We are the worst. Um, that's me. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think it's time. Oh, I've for... got two more. Sorry. Uh, oh damn! That's ruined the show. That's absolutely ruined the show. Fuck it, we got to do Let's it all again. Re-record it. Yeah. Uh, I'm all. I'm taking the the helm for the 
ACP Slack Secret Santa draw off. Hey. Oh yeah. So put your name down for this week, uh, in, not for this week, <laughs> this week, and I'll do a draw, match you up with people, and then come nearer the date, we can do a big post and you stick your picture out there and. So what? What are the um? Put me on that list, Dan. Um, what are the? What are the no... rules? Is it? Is it? You can write. You can draw whatever for, for that particular person. Based I think on... if you know them, you can have a look and see what they like. Yeah. yeah. Right, Dan. Yeah. 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 Go for, if you if, if you know them like oh Tony's a big master of kung fu fan. Yeah. Go for it. If uh, I might say boots. to them what you like, what you like to have drawn for you when you put your name down for it. Oh, that's so good. That might make it might make it easier. Or make people. it a saucy surprise. Yes, or you could do that. Yeah, so all, all, all up to you. So, uh, what would you like drawn for, for you, Vince? Kurt Russell. Now yes. you always say Kurt Russell. Come on, let's do something. Else. I know because I'm sexy. I'm getting a little collection of. Do you say say something sexy? Yeah, me. How about me? Naked? Have you not seen Tango and Cash? Oh, he's a piece right, me in that. And Kurt Ooh. Russell. I'm inside him. What? Yes. What? Oh well, man! Well, like, man like... is the warmest place to hide. That's what I learned from the thing poster. <laughs> I, thought, I was thinking more like inner space. <laughs> I'm in a little spaceship. Yeah, flying around Kurt Russell. <laughs> Studio movie executives nodded at Tony as he's doing this, and he's pressing the, pressing the security button. <laughs> I keep going to his back door yeah, and poking yeah. it just so he poos himself for a laugh. Oh the, God! Uh... Sacrilege! Can you just stop wearing t-shirts? Yeah, <laughs> just stop, Kurt. Oh God, scat, scat space. Oh God. <laughs> uh, and I'm drawing the the next monthly challenge for me is uh, the September where I'm drawing a load of uh, Decepticons. Fucking hell, it's, all, it's awesome. Dan. Oh yeah, cheers, yeah, cheers dude. And I've got uh, Cole Henley joining me. Oh, he's doing his nice. Yeah, I can't think of more difficult things to draw, babes. Honestly, the first couple of ones I've done, I was like, "Fuck me, this is hard." And right. I've done a couple of days ahead because i didn't want to get caught up near the end of christmas with stuff happening and it's got so much easier now i've kind of got my eye in on it right a lot easier yeah 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 so they're just big boxes <laughs> just boxes yeah little face on top yeah yeah cole put tom cruise in his one today didn't he yeah that's great it's yeah. kind of uh it's star screen today on the list and he's got him like in an aircraft carrier because it's uh he's a jet so that uh, top love it okay nice Nice. That's so it for the shout outs. Speaking of nice, it's time to recommend some comics to you lovely people to add to your lists and check out on the ACP recommends when Craig does it. But of course, of course, <laughs> have you done it yet, Craig? The, yeah, have you done it yet? Have you done it? But the, oh, good man. Uh, the guest always goes first. So, Craig, what would you like to recommend to our lovely listeners? I believe you've got a couple, haven't you? Yeah. So I'll do one quick one with The Hunger and the Dusk coming up. Oh, yeah, I love it. Now. Oh, yeah. Mm. I thought I would take us back a little bit to an old book by G. Roy Wilson called Cairo. I think, what is it, getting on to what, 15, 16 got years old? Got to be, in it? Yeah, got to yeah. be. It's an old Vertigo book, and I've read it a good few times now because I just think it's fantastic. And wow. I'll give the brief intro. Cairo interviews the fate of a drug runner, a down-on-his-luck journalist, an American expatriate, a troubled young student and an Israeli soldier as they race through a bustling present-day canyon to find an artifact of unimaginable power, one protected by the jinn. 
and sport by the wrathful gangster magician. I mean, if that doesn't sell a book. <laughs> nice. Uh, I just think it's, yeah, fantastic. Gio Wilson's like, writing, as we can see from Hunger and the Dust, which is just amazing. I've only bought, typically, I'll only buy the first issue of a book that I want to get the, the collection of. But I've yeah. bought them all so far, just because it's so good. Oh, good shout. And you, you, you want to give a little shout-out to your comic shop, didn't you, as well? You get this stuff from, I guess. Oh, yeah. So, Scott Pops in Comics in Warrington. Uh, yeah, great little shop in the new market area that's been that's been put up. So, yeah. Good. We need more comic shops, guys. That's what we need. Yeah. 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 And a little shout-out from Christian Wagos, who, while we've been chatting, has texted me and says, wave goodbye, wave, wave hello to the boys from me. Hey. Um, hey. We don't have a cameras on, so sorry, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm naked. <laughs> Thank God. Waving something. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That that does. I, I mean, we're back to the back to the actual genuine topic, which is the book. That actually does sound uh, great. Yeah, that went, com- yeah. That went completely. I, under I, my I really radar. like her writing. I didn't. I've not really followed Jill Willowers and writing wise, but I really like the dusk writing she's doing. So I'm, I'm up for picking up other stuff for her. So yeah. yeah have, you read, have you read any Poison Ivy? Because I think she's done quite a bit. Yeah, I've read it a little bit here and there on the app, dude. But I've not really—it's not really a, a character I look for. But yeah, I, I know I know she's done some Miss Marvel, which people are very are very fond of. So I might go back and read yeah. some of that as well. I, I find though with um some of these personally, I, I think you know all these sort of bigger name writers that obviously they get into the the mainstream sort of news cycle from doing these you know the, the characters we know, whether it be the Batgirls or the or the captain america's or whatever character it is when i read stuff that i truly attach to it's their own work it's 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 the original it's the it's the independent stuff that's when that's when i see their voice a bit more does that make sense yeah sometimes yeah. i think yeah. you're right man yeah. yeah yeah and it's always it always used to be the way we'd see their interesting quirky you know usually genre specific stuff and we think, oh, they're really interesting, you know. So someone like Jason Aaron, or even Bendis, or Brian, you know, Brian K. Vaughan, or someone. And then, then they'd do a, a Marvel or a DC book, and it would get watered down a little bit. That voice, wouldn't it? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was your next one, Craig? Um, the Fall. So yeah. The Fall Volume One by Jared uh, Morant, I think. Uh, that's probably not how you pronounce his name. Uh, but again, this is post-apocalyptic, right? So you could say that it's a trope or a storyline that's been done today. But I just thought it was fantastic. It actually came out during the pandemic, so it was a bit fresh. Yeah. But, yeah, the artwork in it is fantastic. It's kind of those clean lines. I think kind of Franco-Belgian okay. style artwork, but yeah. with a bit more realism. Yeah, I'm seeing the cover of it now. It looks <clears throat> real nice artwork on the cover of this. Okay, yeah. I'm waiting for image to pick up volume two. Right, but it's fantastic. I'll give you what brief summary. Yeah. Uh, in the wake of a worldwide econo- uh, economic, political, and social turmoil and a deadly pandemic in the summer heat, a city is fallen into chaos. Empty supermarket shelves and citizens confined to quarantine zones with corrupt militia making things worse. So this story follows the a small family, um, a dad and his daughter, and as they kind of trace through, trace through this post-apocalyptic type land, it's just 
fantastic. It's yeah, this really does look like Bond SNA to me, man. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Got that DL and everything, isn't it? The, yeah, definitely. Maybe not the, like, maybe a bit more of a muted colour palette. Okay. Actually. But yeah, it's really, it's really nice. And it's, it's the quiet scenes that get you. You know, it's yeah. just the They're not big fights, but it's just the quiet scenes of like building the community that get me every time. So I would definitely recommend this. Wow, that is great. That's great. Order it from your local comic book shop. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Tony. Yeah, so I've got two. I've got my first one um, is Warp Warp issue five. I promise this is the last Doctor Who comic for a while. <laughs> but uh, I so enjoyed this. Um, I got it through for my buddy uh, Gareth Kavanagh, who we had on a few weeks ago, and Colin Brockhurst also edits it. Um, I did genuinely feel it was so well put together compared, certainly compared to some other Doctor Who work out there. Um, it's a, it's a big, it's like an annual. This it's a big press the um, spined, over oversized um, collection of articles and comics. So very very in that model of Doctor Who Monthly, if you see what I mean, but much thicker. Um, perfect bound. It's um, all wrapped in a the. There's, they usually do about three different covers. I don't think they're all available, but the one I got is the John Ridgway cover, Sixth Doctor. Like, if there's anyone associated with comics by the by the, about the Sixth Doctor, it's John Ridgway for me. We talked a bit about um, some of his work for cutaway comics when the guys were on, didn't we? And I just love John Ridgway's comics. You know, especially his, I don't know, he doesn't do Hellblazer anymore because he doesn't like it to see, but uh, he's made some great comics over the years. Um, now you'll remember we talked about the Pat Mills, John Wagner, Dave Gibbons comics that appeared from the first issue of Doctor Who Weekly onwards into the monthly. And we talked about the Star Beast, obviously, which was adapted 40 years later into a TV special that we, we all saw last weekend. Well, the first story of that run was a was a story called The Iron Legion, um, which is very sort of sci-fi Ben-Hur, um, but with a lot of androids, um, a lot of sort of robots, real, real personality about it. Is it? And so you almost feel like, what if the... Roman Empire never failed, became a massive space power and invaded small small town England, you know. So the bloke in the sweet shops, like there's uh, there's robots in the high street. It's a bit like that, you know. Um, it's all staffed and militarized by these robots and androids. And um, the original story had Tom Baker's doctor um, fighting them gloriously. I remember Pat quoted, Pat said, look, this is a story that you can't do on the television because it's such broad scope. But you could do that in comics, which I kind of like. And this is a sequel. There's this Vort Vort um, contains a sequel to this comic, which has Peter Capaldi as the Doctor in it. It's written by Lance Parkin, art by um, Steve Andrew. Um, and the Empire has risen again. Ironicus, who's the eagle-faced robot general who we saw in the first series, the Dead Skin series, died, is back again. Vesuvius, who is the old oil-leaking robot... <clears throat> I mean, those who read it, they'll remember he was a sort of cranky old robot, like cute, almost like a... Um, there's a touch of the R2-D2 about him, but he could talk sort of thing. A bit like the comic relief. And he's now the emperor. He's now in charge of everything. And add into that, you've got a mix of races that um, that have seen the or species, you know, warfaring space species who have seen the cracks appearing in this empire and they're all at war with them. And the Romans, the, Ro the future Romans, have joined in with a future version of Egypt. Um, and Cleo, who's a, a cat-human robot hybrid, runs them so it's just really rich and it's lovely to see that continuation um and it plays on the there's sort of 
plans within plans, Machiavellian revolutions going on, and the humans are planning to take over. Um, it's it's fairly quick compared to the original series. I think it's only like 10 pages in this, but um, pretty anarchic. Jumps about a bit, but um, I have to say, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better Doctor Who comic out there in the last 10 years than this. Absolutely glorious. Like, really good. Um, there's some... He really captures... Andrews really captures the physicality of Capaldi. I've I've recently... I gave up on Doctor Who around Capaldi's time, but I've recently gone back and watched it all. And there's a darkness to Capaldi's character. There's a humour to his character. There's a sharpness to his character. And he really captures that. Um, the And also, Andrews has to copy the alien designs that Gibbons did which is no easy task you know following on from Gibbons but he does it well um I found a little bit of the coloring a little bit jarring think about the background color they were using also there's other new strips in there this is a homage to the TV 21 Dalek style adventures you remember where they would fly around on platforms and those great oh, yeah. wars of Daleks and stuff like that um the Dalek killers is a, is a short strip in it which features the war doctor Martha Jones Mickey Smith and uh, who's the greatest comic book only Doctor Who character ever? Can you tell me? Anyone? God, I don't know. Absalom no. Dark. Absalom Dark Dalek Killer. With his uh, chainsaw sword. He's in it. He's in a couple of things, actually. I've heard of that um, name, but yeah, I couldn't fucking oh, so good. come out very impressed. Yeah. Um, there's a solo dark story as well by um, Alan Stevens and John Ridgway, again, that's in black and white. And I had to check with the guys because it felt to me like it was just straight out of the... the the Doctor Who Monthly from the 80s and 90s. You know, it's so good. Um, loads of articles, and there's some pieces on Terry Nation and David Whitaker. There's a great interview with, um, to many, Britain's forgotten great creator, Steve Parkhouse. Um, oh, I love his, I love both his writing and his art. Um, this is for anyone who remembers the great Doctor Who comics. There's been some patchy ones. I think that not not anything from Cutaway Comics. That's excellent. But there's been some patchy ones from let's not let's not name the the companies. But there's been a lot of it. Um, and it was only ten ninety nine. This another great price. I genuinely think that these guys who are making comics for their own little hobby, so they're making comics for the Doctor Who hobby as opposed to making comics for the small press, you know, comics hobby, are putting some people to shame. I really do. But with product and pricing. You can go to Vorp, Vorp, V-W-O-R-P, Vorp, Vorp.co.uk and get a copy. Twitter, it's Vorp, Vorp, Zine. And Instagram, it's Vorp, Vorp. Um, yeah, really good. I'm really impressed. It's gone straight on the shelf. You know, there's I'm limited shelf space sometimes because I'm filling up three rooms at the moment with all my comics. And uh, this gets this goes straight on the shelf. Really good. And I think there, I think there's the new issue comes out in the new year, I think, from what it's saying. Yeah, so go and get that. Very good. That's my first one. Nice. Dan, what have you got? I've only got one. Uh, it's a book called The Eerie by T.W. Burgess is the author. And Bar- Barney Badano, the illustrator. I've not heard of those. I think I've heard no. of the author before, but not the illustrator. Uh, from the right of the malevolence, click, click, and the illustrate, illustrated by the talents of Barney Badano comes a whole new supernatural terror on Britain's remote, remote south coast. So <clears throat> this comic follows the story of uh, Rebecca, and she's kind of like a photojournalist. She gets sent out on this uh, her job to go down to the south coast to this cottage and take photos for this this news article coming up. And in part of the cottage, she finds like an old lamp with a, a, a kind of sign scratched into it. And through her kind of like uh, 
travel she goes into the local town and the antique shop she finds out like it's a smuggler's symbol and she goes on to find out about the longmen who used to run this smuggling operation in the area and how they were brutally punished and from the moment she takes this lamp belonging to this uh, these smugglers or used to belong to them she kind of seals herself into a doom where she's haunted by these spectral kind of nightmares that seem to get ever more malevolent towards her and there's a kind of real nice sting in the tail towards the end of it which i, I won't spoil i haven't spoiled it that that kind of revelation comes quite quickly it's a really interesting read the uh the book is kind of like art style is pen and ink cross hatching all, all throughout okay uh, it's got some really nice creepy moments some moments like the faces are like a little it feels quite a small press book right. uh that not to be mean to it is that fair it's yeah. like some of the faces are like that could have been a little well done but it really gets the the feeling you're, you're down on some coastal town uh there's some real sort of artistic good observations script wise it's very like light on uh dialogue there's no explanatory boxes like narration boxes or kind of you are here at so-and-so time it's literally just characters saying something and then moving the story along i know you're one at the moment t for kind of the amount of overwritten books yeah there's nothing you can never put that here yeah no yeah it really it does a good job because like the book just flies along i've I've got uh someone lent it to me at work and i just blasted for it on one read because it's picked up and blasted for it so that was really good really enjoyed that so uh you can get that on paperback through the only place i can find it at the moment is prime but it's also on kindle unlimited so if you've got that you can read okay. it for free nice uh, so that's the eerie and i've been helpful to craig and i've stuck that in our little chat so you can... <laughs> thanks mate yeah, no worries <laughs> <laughs> so yes that's my one nice my uh, my issue one for this week's episode is a book that um, I saw one of the latest issues of um, during my digital uh, shelf browse, and uh, I thought I'd go back to um, go back a couple of months because my issue one adventure um, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean it's the latest ep- issue that's come out that that week. I mean, it can be, but sometimes I see a, I see a series and the issue one is you know because it's been like six months or whatever it can be a bit cheaper, so I. Try that out. I like to go back to the beginning rather than jump in halfway through. Um, but this is one from Vault Comics um, called uh, The Nasty. This is by a story by John Lees. Art by George... Cam- <laughs> I'm going to murder the name. I'm sorry, George. Cambadasa, uh, I think, and Adam Cahoon. Letters by Jim Campbell. Problem with the credits is the inside cover... I mean, it's a wonderful design feature, but it's made to look like a sort of movie poster that's been folded up several times. And as I'm reading it, it's kind of folded up. One of the folds is over George's second name. (laughs) So so I was like, I was, yeah, you you could probably all hear me struggling to read that name then. Um, But this is from Vault Comics. And basically, it's it's a badass video nasty inspired little book. Um, Scotland, 1994. 18-year-old Thumper Connell still has an imaginary friend, the masked killer from his favourite slasher film. Thumper is obsessed with horror and always has been. He fills his time with scary VHS rentals and hanging out with his fellow fans, the Murder Club, 
But everything changes when his local video shop acquires one of the notorious films known as Video Nasties. Films so scary they're the target of the British Moral Decency League's crusade to ban and burn. But it's only a movie, right? It's all just imaginary, isn't it? Uh, this is, as it says here, it's a story about the perception of evil, the power of genre, the love of fandom, the need to create art, and crap your pants terror. Now, <laughs> I know uh, John Lees, he's he's written a few sort of horror books, hasn't he, over the past few years, certainly indie books. Okay. Um, and so I, I picked this one up, and I just had a hell of a time of it. If, if you're anyone, I mean... There are lots of people who may not know, well, VHS, for instance, and the whole palaver about video nasties. And there was a certain time, like, for instance, Charles Play 3 was in the news and got banned and all of this, you know, but we're talking about, like, the really retro horror films. That oh, were, man, I love all those films. Yeah. And kind this, of a holocaust. Exactly. I, I, I mean, I think I think you'll... You'll certainly... You'll love the tone of voice in the, in this book. Paul Nashy. Uh, um, oh. It's... Because there's basically, even though it starts off like 1982, this this little kid watching this over the top sort of slasher film, and he he loves the character. He's a fan of the character, like a lot of people are fans of superhero uh, characters and things like that. You know what I mean? And we're all like, you know, the Jason Voorhees fans. It's, it's just fandom. He absolutely loves it. Thinks this character is amazing, even though they're just wiping out loads of innocent people. His mum's not too appreciative of it. She tells him to go outside. He steps outside, and as he does so, there's someone in the bushes, which at first looks a little sinister. And the the figure that steps out of the bushes is this slasher from the film, like this huge hulking figure. And basically, Thumper creates an imaginary friend. His only his imaginary friend is essentially Jason Voorhees. If you imagine, if you're just and throughout this whole book. Um, you, as it catches up, like there's a wonderful page after that, which is it's just one page, six panels, him as he grew up, like f- throughout his life, just little snapshots of him as a kid growing up, and in every single scene, even though he, whether it's him hanging out with some friends or being bullied or just sort of seeing his mum obviously having some sort of um, emotional breakdown. The killer's always there, like just standing over his shoulder. Doesn't he? He doesn't interact with anything. He's just always there, and that happened. That stays for the entirety of this book, because um, it jumps to nineteen ninety four, and you see Thumper as he's he's now older. He's now like a, a, a teenager, and he's catching the bus to his favorite video store, and the killer's always there, but just in the background. And it's one thing I loved about this um, book, and there's a great many things was just that physical shape the design of this killer big bulky killer and but he's kind of always in the background you or the the viewer can see him the reader can see him doesn't interact with anything there's no, but it plays with that perception of what we know of these sort of characters that them just being in frame is slightly sinister that even if they, you're just in the shops just buying some milk, if like Jason Voorhees was just stood behind me, not doing anything, but if the, this killer was there, it'd be like, that's very unnerving. Um, but even with that said, this is a really funny book as well. It builds up a great set of characters, this murder club who all like hang out and work at this, the VHS rentals. Oh, the glory days of walking into a small independent video shop 
and browsing through the shelves for those videos, those crazy, the class of Newcomb High, and all, all of that sort of crazy nonsense. Um, and John is clearly a writer that has such a fondness for those days when the the movie poster artwork would be on the the walls, and the art the art team do a great a great sort of setup of like you can, you know the you can see you see the shop every character it has a a sort of fairly animated like style to this it's quite light like where you would think something like this might be grim or dark but it's not it, it's bright it's it's colorful it immediately within the first issue i immediately liked sort of all of the the supporting characters because they had their own voices the art team make them look like individuals um but as they're all hanging out this massive shape's just always there with Thumper, just over his shoulder, just hanging out with him. Never says a word, never does anything. And it does all... You, you see a snapshot, obviously, of the time as well. We talk about um, being informed of certain things. This is... You can tell definitely tell that um, the creative team were aware of that. Because um, some people don't really understand when there was these... Um, Sounds crude to say it, but these witch hunts for these sort of videos and stuff. We yeah. had the, that the interviews you'd see on TV talking about the morality of it and how it's and there, there's a there's a scene of an interview of this woman spearheading, ban, banning all of this filth, um, and she says video nasties are a blight on our society. Poison, they poison the mind and soul, and uh, she's just going to which say as I always say, treat trash on the telly like a bug in the belly. <laughs> um, but you then you see Thumper sort of from a fan's perspective watching these people say these things, and the look on his face is just so. You can see the anger, just sort of like that a fan has of like you just don't understand. And as this build, I mean, I was I was surprised because I thought we'd immediately jump into supernatural territory and we jump jump into this big sort of like you know horror act, brutal action horror comic, and that wasn't what I got. What I got was. A sort of a, a comedic sort of character piece with loads of like funny one-liners and interesting characters, building up to what I, I feel like something's going to kick off. I bought issue two and I've started reading issue two. Um, issue one was cheaper, but issue issue um, the issues then sort of jump up a bit in price. I think Vault's um, Vault's one of those publishers that don't necessarily. I think they stay true to their cover price for quite some time afterwards. Yeah, Which, I think so. Their trades are quite expensive yeah. as well, I always find. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would probably like this in a trade, um, but I think the trade's not out till June as well. It's another one of those publishers where I don't... I think it's going to take a while, so I might have to just buy the issues anyway. Can I mention uh, there's a comic called Video Nasties by Chris Doherty, um, which came out a few years I, ago in I Indie think book. I've heard, Yeah, I think I've heard of that. That's a cracking book, man. Mm. And that that's it based in a video shop. Yeah. And something's wrong with the people in there, and... Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's, it's, it is. It's a Seven quite quid a, on Amazon, I've just looked. It's a fertile sort of little pocket of history as well, isn't it? Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoy I've got, there's a great book called Censored um, mm. about it. Oh, yeah, I've heard the, about that one, yeah. Yeah, really good. It's a really interesting period because I was, I was going into video shops getting, you know, there was two triple X horror films you could get. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and going into them as a twelve, thirteen year old in a in a boarding school, and getting these videos and taking them back and watching them, we were watching the worst films I still have ever seen <laughs> in my life. Yeah. And uh, it was really a really strange period because there was no certification, there was no bar on anyone hiring yeah. a film. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, really interesting time. But like you say, we were seeing a range of a range of movies we don't see now. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you say, when you used to go and watch full moon movies and stuff like that, there's just it's just. And the fandom for it, it explores, I mean, this one of yeah. the things is, this book explores the, it's not talking about these things like they're the fucking Godfather films, do you know what I mean? But it's like, mm. if you love these films, there's a real sort of like, this is great, we just enjoy watching this. A lot of stuff that a lot of people would think distasteful, but there's there's normal, there's just funny, normal people just watching this sort of stuff. Yeah, we used to, we used to watch all kinds of things. Yeah, there's, exactly. a, there's a great series of, I think they're Spanish horror films um with a guy called paul nashy in them um where he plays like a count who's a werewolf and each film he fights a um a different monster and one of those is a video nasty and i still haven't seen that one and i'm desperate to see it i think he fights like a wendigo or something like that you know and it's super gory yeah yeah some really interesting stuff there yeah as well as some just shite yeah yeah you know i mean um and this is an excerpt from issue two that, that um, I started reading. It made me laugh out loud because it's it, you jump to the video store and one of the one of the sort of cast is in there who worked there and she says, "Pervert Bigfoot is a masterpiece," and I'll tell you why. In one scene, the Bigfoot catches this camper and whoosh, he punches his fist right up his bumhole. You know he's gone all the way up when the guy's eyeballs pop out from inside with two claws emerging from the sockets. The Bigfoot then flaps his mouth like a puppet and uses uses him to talk the, to the guy's girlfriend. Yes, the Bigfoot can talk. Just go with it. And then like you see she's counting out this whole scene. And then at the end of it, it's like, yes, you want my recommendation? Pervert Bing, Bigfoot. I think you'll love it. And it cuts to this, this little old lady saying, I wanted a video my grandchildren would, could watch. <laughs> <laughs> and then she yeah. went, oh, they'll really love it. <laughs> Oh dear! So you you know it, there's that wonderful joy of the fandom, but story wise, at the end of issue one, they get this this you know it's almost like the ring sort of tape. There's this you know this hideous video nasty that apparently it's got a history and you know uh, pe- people things have happened when people watch it, but they've got a copy of it and they they start to try watching it, but then the t- the tape chews up. If you've ever had a VHS and heard that sound when a tape chews Awful. up, this <laughs> This comic, especially when it's a fucking rental. Yeah, yep, <laughs> yep. Um, this yeah, comic it's got like the price like seventy five quid. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some video, some of those video nasties. I've got one which is a Brit, one of the few British ones that was on the list. I've got it in the old, the old. Do you remember the covers for videos that were the sort of almost like soft covers? Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. massive videotapes, uh, boxes, and it's called Schizo. And I'm afraid to put that in the machine. Because if it yeah. chews it up, it's worth a few quid. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. A subtle and nuanced take on mental health there. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, I've got the bit where the uh, they gouge the eye out, which was banned for later releases. Oh, God, God. So, oof. but as they as they're watching this tape and it almost gets chewed up, something clearly happens. You know, there's some sort of effect. So they don't watch the whole tape, but something clearly happens. And uh, as Thumper's just sort of leaving, he's got the tape in the back of his bag. And the the killer's there with him, just walking along, and then someone drives past, almost knocks him over, and like just calling him a wanker as he drives past. And then the killer does something, and it proves that there may be a little bit more to this tape, okay, than there seems. So, and so immediately I was like, okay, I'm I'm hooked. I'm in. You you got me. Um, and I think because of my love for the horror genre and me being aware of all this, you know, the VHS 
you know i love the vhs a great era three disc documentary where they basically profile each of the movies and it's fronted by emily is it emily booth is that emily name? booth yeah 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 um <laughs> <laughs> um so the nasty number one by vault um that it comes with a high recommendation i've already started issue, issue two so cool yes, it's a winner for me um and tony do you want to sign us off yeah, last one, very quick one, is part of my global comics reading project. Um, it's called Stay Cool, issue one. Now, little tips to anyone who has the app. If you go to the front page, there's a there's a couple of tabs there. One is publishers, one is new releases, and one is indie comics. Now, press on indie comics, and it takes you to a lot of comics that don't appear on the huh. front page of the site. It's worth doing. Um, I looked at this. Stay Cool is by Pesto Comics. Um, it's black and white interiors. It's a, basically an adventure thriller about spontaneous combustion and gaslighting. Um, I've been concentrating on reading comics. Uh, how do I put this? Where the artists have a firm grasp of what people actually look like at the moment. I've just decided to go back to the craft to read comics where people have worked on that craft, you know, and this is one of them. It's not a cutesy style or anything like that. If you think it is, it's, um, it, it I'd say that is a, a, a skill that's shrinking a little bit in some small press areas these days, but this creator that so it's artist, artist. So the writer, letter and publisher is Adriano Arig Ganello and artist and character design is Raphael Crestani. Bonus covers by Brian Acura, Matteo Monaco, uh, Richard A. Morgan, and Riccardo Faccini. And the the artist on this, uh, Raphael, really knows what he's doing. I have to say, he's got he's got a skill there, and um, it's nice. So the story is: Ellie is a bad-tempered journalist. Her editor is fond of her, but keeps her at arm's length from some stories because she can be something of a social hand grenade. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> the issue starts with her standing in. So they do that. I know Ben. If you read Bendis's book on writing, he recommends this, and a lot of writers do don't start boring you're going to do a comic start with something drop them into the action drop the reader into the action that's what you do the first page you get is her basically standing in what looks like an explosion and then we we fast we rewind back to what had happened prior to that so she arrives late at work and she's chit-chatting with a colleague called almeida and he tells her that the corporation called dolos have finally come in for an interview and and he says their representative is quite a looker so she goes to the editor and says, I want to be part of this. And he says, you can't because we need somebody with a lighter touch. You'll only get in an argument. Um, but suddenly as she's chatting, Almeida comes from a side door and he's on fire and he explodes. And that's the moment we get on page one. And then we get, from that point on, we get like a breakneck pace chase fight um, comic. So it's it's really fast, fun read. Um Adrian and Raphael craft a story that um, that has you wondering what is going on. So she meets with these villains, let's say they're villains, these big corporation heads, and they're kind of like weirdly nice to her. And she's like, what is going on here? I don't understand. It's almost like they're gaslighting her a bit. Um, and you you realise by the end of the issue um, what actually is happening, if you see what I mean. So it, there, there is a... Um, it's it's a series. This is just the first issue. I would say my thoughts on it really are. I'd say Ellie is a little bit of a cliche. She's that sort of slim, 
movie star stroke model looking female with an attitude who can beat two bodyguards at once which leads me to think that i'm guessing i sense that in later issues when we're going to find out she's maybe ex-special forces something similar to that in her background because she very easily takes out two bodyguards um with with two strikes it also plays on the concepts of evil corporations and the machiavellian actions of them behind the doors of it all um but these strange evil corporate overlords are willing to sit down and have a cup of tea and discuss it with you which is actually weirdly strange and refreshing all at once good black and white art nicely cartooned um, and delineated characters you can tell who everyone is at all times you, it's 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 like a run of a it's like run lola run at some points it's just full-on action all the way through and you get um a real sense of who everyone is and what they're doing and how they're thinking and what they're what they're talking about and stuff like that really really well done um i kind of sense that it's drawn for color in a way you ever read a comic and think i don't know if that was drawn for color or not do you see what i mean do, do you know yeah, yeah. yeah 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 it's a strange one um but i i did i dug it i'm going to read it on um i'm going to continue reading it for when the next issue comes out and I put it on global comics came out this year so it's it's a current thing uh, if you go to instagram at pesto comics you can go to their Substack, which is pesto pesto pestocomics.substack.com have a look at some more of it but if you've got the if you've got the global comics app you can go straight in and read it which i did there you go nice one nice nice and just a little addendum to my one the artist is george camberdai there you go okay uh i will take full credit for absolutely murdering that before so apologies george (laughs) um but (laughs) no apologies uh here we just need to thank you for listening to this week's episode we hope you enjoyed it and everything we talked about um, of course, if there's anything you want us to talk about as we say goodbye to 2023, but more importantly, what do you want to hear about in 2024, the next year of comics? We've got some interesting stuff. We're planning it with some different shows. Uh, who knows what creators will manage to uh, blackmail into talking to us in the, in the new, <laughs> new year. But of course, we will be doing all we can to give you some fantastic, varied uh, comic banged a new guest just the other day, didn't we? For the new yeah. year, first, yeah. first show yeah. of the new year, yeah, quite it's an exciting one. one. Yeah, him out of left field as well. Yeah, yeah. so very current as well. Yeah, lots of uh, stuff for you to enjoy. But if there's anything, anything you want to talk about, especially if you're an indie creator and if you if you want to know more about, please let us know so then we can see what we can sort out. And there's several different ways you can get in touch with us. To do that, you can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail dot com. Follow us on social media. At the awesome pod on uh, whatever that is called now. Uh, we're on Instagram at awesome comics pod, I believe, Tony. We're all over that, mate. Yeah. Busy times. So uh, I want to get us to Instagram. over a thousand followers in the next couple of weeks. So we're almost there. Oh, blimey. Are we really? Yeah. Bloody yeah. hell. Um, of engagement on there as well, which is, is really yeah. lovely engagement. Perfect. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll probably be more and more um, interactive on there or active on there in 2024. So stay tuned, because um, we're social media is social media. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you ever Thank get that threads uh, advertised to you on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I'm on it, but I don't really understand what yeah. it is. Yeah, I get the you get the little preview thing, and whenever yeah. I look at it, it's always something moaning about Twitter. So well, I don't <laughs> want to go on it then. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Craig, are you, Craig, are you on Threads? No, I am rubbish with social media. I've got accounts for all of them and really just use them for the funny videos and the ads. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you're the wisest one. Yeah. yeah. Never post yeah. anything. 
wisest of all of us. Just only fans. I watch really wholesome videos on Instagram. No, you don't, Dan. No, you don't. You the the, the, the links that you send us are absolutely abhorrent, you monster. You've sent me a link just uh, now, and I don't know what it is. I'm scared no, to open it. I'm scared it. it. Um, our phones are riddled with all kind of viruses because of you. Uh, no, I'm only joking. Uh, it's, it's not our phones. I'll tell you the title of the um, thing I sent you. Go on. It's a video from the 90s, and it's <laughs> how to have cyber sex on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> highbrow stuff so uh, even, even if you never listen again thank you to for listening to us whether it's on the website awesomecomments.podbean.com if on if you listen to us on apple podcasts please um subscribe leave a review helps the word get get the word out about the show and all the cool comic stuff we talk about on a weekly basis and if you li- listen to us on spotify um please sort of leave a review there as well that also just helps get the word out and as for the other networks like amazon stitcher podnose podknife uh, what ones are we on tony well, funny enough, on the way up to Christmas, I thought I'd choose a pod network that has a Christmas feel to him. We're on the pod network. Eat, wank, and be merry. Huh. Well, that's three or five a day. Um, little shout to Mike Aston there for that one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, congratulations to Mike. He did the uh, 100 press-ups a day challenge for November. Oh, good man. Jesus. Nice Jesus. Speaking of another impressive human being, Craig, thank you for joining us. Yes, Craig. This week. You're an absolute yes. star. And if um, any of the listeners has a problem with the internet, they can contact Craig. No, don't listen to Tony. <laughs> Craig, don't, Craig don't. has updated the, site, <laughs> you updated the site live. Yeah. Live. Yeah. 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 No, thank you very much for coming on. It's oh, a pleasure, pleasure, mate. Thank yeah. you for everything you, you do. You could be it's the like man lovely. in the chair on the show. The man in the <laughs> chair. What? What? Well, you know, like when you have the, uh, the, the, the hero character yeah. doing the stuff, yeah. and then you got the guy on the computer doing the bits Oh, I see. Got you. I know what you mean. Uh, the thing is that now he's been on the show, he's done himself a disservice. He's, he's got himself in trouble because he'll get invited back now. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you fucking have as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, where can people find you and this wonderful page? Um, so you can find the page at acprecommends.com. Uh, and for anyone who's not like the old link, it still works. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Craig Shields, and that's about it. Well, awesome. just be aware; I won't bother following. I'll never post anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing as well is, if you if you do go to ACP um, recommends, if you if you click to about, you also give a recommendation of what you're reading on there as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, man. Amazing, amazing. Um, so go check that out, but. Where can people find us, etc.? Tony? Neveronanything.com. Still every Wednesday I'm putting up a little column about my favourite and least favourite reads of the week. So have a look at that. Nice. Dan? You can find come find me on Instagram. It's de- at Dan underscore Van Gogh comic. You're right. And, you, um, you had a bit of a... Uh, you went a bit funny. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, ah. You know when you try and find the Instagram handle, it's a yeah. fucking pain in the arse. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, can I... So- can I also say that um, the NIA podcast has come back in a couple of weeks? So uh, hey. I've, just, I've just had a bit of a, I've had a hiatus for uh, some work related stuff. Yeah. But uh, speaking yeah, of that podcast, uh, Eamon posted a Transformers episode. Oh, yeah, I'm listening to that. I've downloaded it. Nice. Yes, for tomorrow. Yeah. I started yeah, cool. listening to that. I've not got the way through, but that's dealing with the Transformers UK comic. Which yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Nice. Uh, where can they find you, Dan? Do we say? We say, oh, yeah, it was Instagram. Uh, apart from Instagram, you can, uh, also on Twitter. I'm still Only fucking fans. on that. But, hell, so. where, where's your comic? Uh, vanguardcomic.com returns in 2024 yeah <laughs> awesome back with a final two oh, issues oh my god terrifying and amazing oh yeah 
You can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Thank you again, Craig, for joining us. Join yeah. us back here next week to see what on earth we'll be ranting about. <laughs> no, we won't, because we're going to be talk. We're going to be talking about what you, lovely people, want to talk about. So until then, oh, and there's going to be some awesome comics to talk about. Until then, have a great week. Read loads of comics. Mm. Keep making all those comics that we like to read. And just in general, I don't know. What should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Yes. Brilliant. Fun. Like yes. a like a choir. Perfect. Like walking Beautiful. in the air. Oh, it's that time of the evening, what? isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye. See you later. Bye.